Welcome to the Cherry Picker, the horror movie podcast where we like to kill people, but not really. I'm your host, Zach Cherry, and with me as always... Eddie of Edward's Truth. <laughs> Today we're talking about Bride of Chucky, released October Yay. 16th, 1998. This is the 25th yeah. anniversary. What do you know? Just in time. What do you know? Um... <laughs> Oh, I have like a really annoying story uh, about yes uh, about having like previewing this last night. So I bought the Scream Factory like the 4Ks that they just released of like a bundle because it had uh, Bride, uh, Seed, uh, Curse Cult. Yeah, that's the order. And I'm watching Bride of Chucky on 4K, and like halfway through the movie, it just like it started freezing and then skipping over scenes so that was how i watched it like it was i remembered everything so i didn't like feel the need to go back and try to fix because even when i did it kept uh, like freezing up and skipping but Mm. yeah now i'm in a bad mood (laughs) because now i have to figure out like how do i replace that is like is it a thing um but yeah this is this is like my favorite franchise and Mm. and just to, to have that bullshit now I, I don't know but anyway uh i've I, i'm boned up on it i i know what we're talking about today for once yeah. so um I, I think we're ready for it <laughs> okay cool. when, you didn't fall asleep it <laughs> no no i did but i mean i think i was actually woken up when it <laughs> <laughs> okay cool but you've seen it before so you, you can sleep i've it. seen right. it many a time uh what, so what, what was your first experience I didn't see it in the theater, um, and I think I even saw Freddy vs. Jason before I saw this. Oh, God. Um, I, can't, I can't remember my first time seeing it. It just seems to kind of like have always been in my, in my head, because um, yeah. I've seen it that many times. But I remember buying that uh, DVD that was comprised of only the sequels that were available up until that point. So I think it, it was probably around like 2006 or so. Yeah. They came out with a release that had two, three, Bride, and Seed. And it was on like um, one and, disc, and it was two sided, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that. right. Yeah, and it had like Chucky's body, like, uh, uh, like you know, with next to like you know the titles or something. It was very mm-hmm. strange, and I, yeah. but I remember I watched that uh, a lot, and um, really got into it. And that's when I knew, okay, when I get a Blu-ray, you know, I'm definitely going to want to invest in this. I was fascinated, particularly because I think I before that I rented it a lot because I just remember the special features back when. But it's a whole thing for people who weren't around then, youngins. Um, there was a certain time, like at video stores, where the version that you could purchase was the version the version that you could rent. So you got all the special features anytime you rented the disc. And Bride of Chucky was released when that was still true. Then at a certain point, they realized, you know what? We'll sell a lot more of these special editions of like DVDs and whatnot if we release. <laughs> Um, just the movie and maybe the trailer on the rentals and release all these fucking special features on like the, the product that you can buy. That way we can get them renting it and buying it and we'll fuck them. You know, they're still doing things like that now with like, you know, now we've got new things with, you know, that you never saw before. And, um, anyway, I still feel like I'm that. waiting for that Halloween 2018 release that will have yeah. the original ending and like a director commentary. 
Not that I yeah. need to hear anything he says about any of uh, <laughs> his movies. But, um, yeah, they I mean, like, e- every time there's, like, there's an announcement, there's, like, a box set of, like, the, the new Halloween movies. I'm just like, oh, is this finally going to have the stuff right. that, like, everyone's been asking for? And they're like, no. Right. No. Um, <laughs> and at this point, it's just like, do you even have it still? Like, do you, do you, what are your intentions? But we're not talking about that. We're, we're but the point Chucky, is, yeah. Bride, yeah, Bride of Chucky, I remember uh, it had two commentaries, I believe. I think there was one with Ronnie Yu and one with Don Mancini and Jennifer Tilly. And I think Brad Dourif, maybe he came on a little bit later. I can't remember. I feel no. I feel like he was there because I remember she. I remember Jennifer Tilly talking about uh, towards the end when Tiffany's birthing uh, the seed. Mm. Um, her, <laughs> I think Don Mancini asked, "What was your research for <laughs> your point of reference for for the, all this screaming?" And she's like, "It's just the way I imagine it really happening. You know, I think it's just the pain I imagine you going through when you're actually going through childbirth." <laughs> and Brad Dourif just kind of saying with authority, "Oh, it's nothing like that." <laughs> because <laughs> obviously he's a father but i always yeah. thought it was funny that you know he he's telling her no childbirth isn't that painful but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, yeah. with innocence you know he like he a, said it very he was, innocently he was he was in the room um yeah <laughs> my wife said yeah. no problem so what problem could there be but anyway uh so i remember watching the special features a lot i remember reading uh, oh, that was for Seed. But Jennifer Tilly had like a set diary, and I remember reading that on the special features for Seed a lot. Yeah, I just I I was really fascinated once Jennifer entered the franchise with her point of view as to like I was so always just like exhilarated that she had a commentary track for yeah. you know each movie, and I always wanted to hear what was it like, you know, like <laughs> yeah, totally. she fascinates me. I I honestly don't even remember the first time I saw the movie. It's just always been yeah. there. Um, so I don't. I yeah. might not have seen it in the theater. It, it might have been like on VHS after it was released. But I distinctly remember mm. the trailer because um, mm. I remember when I, I I think it was in front of H two O. But I remember going to the theater and I remember seeing the poster. And I wasn't familiar with any of the Child's Play movies. Like I knew who Chucky was to a. Right. Degree. I didn't really know much about the franchise at that point, um, but I just remember the huge poster, and all I could think is like, "Oh, it's Scream 2. Um, but it's like with oh, with the, the dolls, yeah, the half and, faces, or yeah. <laughs> or or um, w- the wolf poster, or or Malice, which Scream Two right. copied for 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 right. its movie. But um, no, I saw that immediately just b- because of my love for Scream Two. I was oh. like, what is this? I have to see it. And then I distinctly remember that very visit to the theater, it playing in front of Halloween H20. Um, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I have to see this. So I did. And it's, uh-huh. I, I, at the time, it was probably like my favorite. I, didn't, I hadn't even watched the other ones yet, but I went back and revisited them. I'm like, oh no, this is like the future of Chucky, Bride of Chucky. This is like the Chucky, like basically the, the, the mentality that we see today where something new comes out and it's just like, this is, this is the best one because it's, it's brand right. shiny, spanking new. <laughs> um, and now, I mean, like I've lived with this movie for 25 years and at this point, there's things that I really love about it, but I but overall yeah. it's not 
really that high up there for me in, in this franchise. And, mm. and I really do want to get into it because I, I think that there's going to be a lot to say about this. And I, I think we've talked about it before. So I think that you and I are on a similar frequency about how we feel about this one. You'd think that, wouldn't we'll, you? We'll see. Yeah. Well, you know, you never know. But um, I I always enjoy this. And even, like, as I started watching it last night, I just um, had a... I, I don't want to say I had, like, a big smile on my face, but metaphorically I felt yeah. like I was smiling and just saying, like, oh, this is really... <laughs> you were smiling on the inside, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's like, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for the ride that I'm about to go on. And then... Mm. Because it, it had been a while, not a while, maybe like a year or two since I've seen it last. And yeah. just like, you know, last time I was a little harsh on it. Because um, I think at that point I was just like, oh, this is my least favorite of the franchise. But it, that's the thing. Like with this franchise, even like your least favorite, it's like that's a good yeah. Chucky movie. And I, I like this better yeah. than Child's Play 3. Um, mm-hmm. And even so, like what I was hoping that I would kind of like go into it with a a, a fresh perspective and maybe see it in a different way or just understand why it is so popular, why, like why people still really love it. But for me, it's still, it's one of those movies that's kind of has a lot of nostalgia pushing it for, I mean, myself especially, but I, the way that I feel about it, and obviously I can't speak for other people, but it's like, I don't think this is a great movie. And it seems that a lot of people who are just like, this is the best, this is the best movie. This is better than Seed and all that. It's like, are we taking a look at the movie as a whole? Or are we just kind of focusing on one aspect or one line of dialogue? Like one scene in the movie that's kind of um, skewing our perception of it. Because I know like there's a lot of things where people would be like, oh, this is a great movie because of that. And it's like, well, what about the movie around it? And that's kind of my mm. m- where I currently stand with with Bride of Chucky. It's just like there's things in this movie, like speaking letterboxed rating, that I would say, oh, that's like that's five stars. But then mm. as you kind of get through the rest of it, it's like this is not so great. And I I kind of land on a three and a half for this one personally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know what my star rating is. Also, like letterbox, I find. Before I can give anything a star rating, I have to go back to all my old star ratings and see, okay, what did I rate this? What did I rate that? Like, There's a lot of because readjusting. It's like, it can't be below this. Yeah. Or it can't be above this. So it's like, that's really... Because somebody who doesn't think in those terms typically, like, I, I basically know whether something is one star or five stars. You know, like... <laughs> Us letterbox then, like, people are really fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. We're really weird. <laughs> but fun. Like, I mean, it's... Yeah. And it's it, the thing that I like best is like the uh, the review that you can give the explanation because even like you know like you were discussing like somebody saying like this movie you know Bride of Chucky is is a five star movie to them I love seeing why you know like the explanation like what is it that stands out about the movie because you can make an argument or you can just go like she's fair snap snap you know like but, but that's that's <laughs> all I ever see it's like like most ratings are like this is the thing there's no in between it's like it's either going to be a half star or five stars and the explanation if there is anything is just basically what you said um and and, some more people and that's why i feel like a lot of like that's just film criticism nowadays where like a lot of people are just kind of glomming onto a certain thing like i actually i looked up Mm. tenebrae one of my like favorite movies that we've covered on on the podcast and i searched the reviews based on like the lowest because i wanted to see like 
do people actually hate this? Like, what what is there? Why would they hate something like this? And one of the things was this movie's terrible. It's so boring. There's like a three minute crane shot that has nothing to do with anything that goes over the top of this house. And I'm thinking like, okay, so you're bit you're deciding based on one moment in the whole movie that this has lowered the score to basically zero because of this one thing. And we're not really focusing on the movie around that. And it's that same mentality where it's just like, oh, this is five stars based on this one moment. I think it was like the deleted scene or the, no, the alternate scene in Scream 2 of the classroom where when it was just Timothy Oliphant and uh, Jamie Kennedy doing the back and forth mm-hmm. before they got uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Joshua Jackson. And there was a line that was taken out of the finished Scream 2 bit where Mickey was actually the one that was like praising Terminator, no, aliens, or just like the line like, stay away from her, you bitch. And Randy says, one great line, or like one line does not make a movie great. And I, I, I mean, I agree with that so much. Like that is how I feel about like a movie like Bride of Chucky. It's like there's so much, there's there's a lot of great things in this but that to me does not mean that this is better than, you know, the earlier Child's Play movies or, you know, what came after it because of because of like the iconic introduction of Jennifer Tilly. Because um, if anything, I'd say that she's only gotten better and better with each performance so, to the point where I, like I was even watching this last night and just being like, it doesn't like this is obviously very Tiffany, but it's I don't feel like it's fully like realized as to like who Tiffany is yet. Like she still needed 25 more years to kind of move into the character to really like to become who Tiffany is now. Well, I mean that uh, I, I'd credit that with Jennifer Tilly and also with Don Mancini actually developing the character. But yeah, I feel like the, 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 the basic, like, like I feel like it's really economically written because of also how little time she actually experiences on screen in her human form. So we, you know, mm-hmm. we spend very little time, not as little time, like getting to know Charles Lee Ray, like in the first movie, yeah. but, um, but like, this is, you know, we've got three movies worth of him in the doll form and, you know, getting to know like, okay, like this is, this is his temper. This is, you know, like his sense of humor. This is, you know, like what, what matters to him and what will actually make him worry and everything like that, like that kind of stuff. But with, yeah. with uh, Tiffany, I felt like, um, one thing that I was really grateful for, like, I mean, we'll just start, like, the, the Ronnie Yu uh, of it all. Mm. <sighs> um, because, I mean, we talked about Freddy versus Jason and about, you know, his, the, the many actors on that set kind of, like, disclosing how little involvement he actually <laughs> had with them as far as their performances. He seemed to be much more technically minded. Yeah. With this one, I feel it a little less, but I think it's also just because of, the, the the focal points that I'm drawn to are are just more there's just more to draw on from their performances like say Jennifer Tilly as Tiffany Brad Dourif as uh, Chucky and um, uh, it's a whole thing because uh, even the usually the the thing that bogs down the movie for me still is <laughs> Jade and Jesse you know mm-hmm. we'll just put it out okay, there yeah um because you know like they're <laughs> It makes me think about like they're America's most uninteresting couple, but um, <laughs> well, that's a trend that, like, we've, that we've seen through like mo- I mean, like we Urban Legend, like the 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 right, worst right, part right. of that was uh, Natalie and Paul. Um, the uh-huh. I know what you did last summer's. It was like the Julie and the Ray. It's just like it's just a trend of like these '90s movies where just like you always have to have the most uninteresting couple 
be the the final couple, be the ones who make it out alive. And it's just like I I don't agree with that. I don't understand why it has to be right, that right, way. Right. It was just it's it, maybe either. it's like is it sort of like a Maybe it's like residual, like early slasher, like like you know, like nineteen seventy eight Halloween, where it's sort of like Laurie Strode being, you know, because you could look at her and just be like, oh, she's the boring one of the group. She's like, she's the virtuous <laughs> one, um, because you know she has better morals or scruples than than the two other yeah. friends. That that's why she's um, made it. But I would argue that there's there's a difference between. Laurie Strode in 1978 then like these characters in these 90s slashers right. not all of them obviously like people like Sidney Prescott are uh, exempt from that but just where, where they're like we don't really know how to develop these characters or tell this story with this character that's the that's the that's the only way that the 90s could tell this story just like you ha- in order to survive a horror movie you have to be boring and that's that's why we have our 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 Jades and Jessies and our oh, right. um, whatever the fuck their names are. Well, because that's the thing is also it's interesting that you're you're drawing it back to kind of like the period because it was you know kind of like emblematic of like the kind of character who would survive um, from like you know like I'd say early nineties to, to to early two thousands, but. Um, and then people just start, started dying. But um, <laughs> I I also kind of attributed it. Uh, or, or, or wondered if I could attribute it to Don Mancini, because the only other time this has come up in this entire franchise uh, is when we were covering the series. And towards the end of uh, season two, check it out if you haven't, um, we were discussing Jake and uh, Devin and about how we were kind of over their couplehood. Like it wasn't kind of like moving forward and it wasn't like, but it wasn't being torn asunder either. It was just kind of, it was like the kind of like the least... Uh, a compelling storyline uh, uh, of of that of a season otherwise replete with batshit, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of action. Yeah. And so, and it, and it didn't even have like a stabilizing effect because they weren't stable. They were just kind of like arguing, but not full out fighting and saying, that's it. It's over. It's like, okay, pick a lane. But um, <laughs> so I wondered if like Don Mancini, like kind of like in a similar way, um, it's always been attributed to Joss Whedon that like, if you like a couple in anything that he creates, don't get used to it. Cause one of them's going to die or yeah. get picked out, you know, like, like love cannot last in a Joss yeah. Whedon project. And it makes me wonder if with Don Mancini, if you have like a kind of central <laughs> romantic interest dynamic between two characters, well, that don't, don't look for that to be, too interesting. I, and of course yeah. I'm saying this like is like Chucky season three is about to unfold and who knows what's going to happen. Yes. That, uh, the first episode has already aired. By the time this is released, we'll have two episodes. But um, I mean, I see this. It's, it's very much like the scream version of Chucky. Um, if you can have a scream ver- version of Chucky, because that's what the nineties, the late nineties were mostly about. It's just like kind of bringing back, some of these these horror properties or just or just like making an idea and just like infusing scream into it like the way that um i know this was like years later but like cursed was scream but with werewolves um but halloween h2o was like scream but with michael myers and here it's just scream with chucky and the the jade and jesse of it all was to more so like meet that quota of like the Mm. teen characters i mean like She's a teenager. Like they they basically say so cuz uh John Bitter says uh you're until you're an adult 18. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, Once you're 18, I, you can go to hell for all I care. Yeah. Oh my god, that was such so a great line. <laughs> the um, <laughs> with him, I mean, I I would assume he's probably like 21 or or something. That's the impression. Like older guy living in a trailer park, dating a, yeah. a high school girl. Um, yeah, that was never really explored. They were just there, which I don't mind. I didn't need to learn any more about uh, who they were, but. <laughs> that's that's the impression I got. It's just like they it was sort of this idea that okay, we're gonna have this this couple because that's what the movies need nowadays is like a teen cast. They're gonna hook up and and whatever the the situation here is. And yeah, I'll agree. Like Don Mancini, I think that he's at his strongest when he's writing characters that are you know, come together in a more natural way, like like Andy and Kyle, and just sort of like their situation and how that bonds them. Mm-hmm. Um, and even uh, Karen and Andy in, in the first movie. And I would even say, even though this wasn't developed well, like there was definitely potential for it, but the the De Silva and... Um, uh, right. What was yeah, his name? About what was his name? The the guy with the glasses, the nerdy guy, and Andy. Like that quarter, that sort of like threesome there. Just like they seem to be right, like right, right. these kind of like uh, out outcasts in this this military school. That it, yeah. it would have been fun to watch that dynamic of those three team up. And I think that yeah, I'll agree. Like maybe Don Mancini just doesn't know how to write couples in in an intriguing way but again like this is the we don't see couples in this franchise anymore like this so it might have been a studio thing where they were just pushing him to like okay well we need a we need a main couple opposite of uh chucky and tiffany in this movie because like seed we don't have like teen characters uh or young adult characters we don't have that in uh, curse. We don't have that in cult. Like, the, like these movies go off in so many different directions that this is really the only time that it was c- kind of sticking to a pattern of what was hot in horror at the time. Um, uh, and then it, we didn't really get teen characters again. I mean, even though I wouldn't really classify them as teens, like like you said, with like the Jake and Devin Evans and Lexi, because mm-hmm. um, now they're more like teenagers. But we've actually. A, grown with them over over like mm-hmm. the last two seasons so it's different than just being introduced to these these nobodies who were supposed to form this attachment to <laughs> throughout the movie yeah um it's uh it's it's interesting because also one thing that i do find uh uh, uh compelling about what don Man- <clears throat> the way don mancini structured this script was Usually in comedy, if you have a central couple and then kind of like uh, another couple, a side, you know, couple, a character actor couple, if you will, they're the ones who are in the background who get to be kind of like either more wry, more comedic, more um, and and maybe even kind of like see the the, the pitfalls that are coming with the central couple. And the roles are reversed here because it's called Bride of Chucky. So... Basically, Tiffany and Chucky are it. They're both basically kind of like identified in the title. And, and be, because they literally are sitting there commentating <laughs> to each other on <laughs> the relationship as it, na- you know, navigates all of these pitfalls and chuckling even. I was, they were my saving grace this time. In the past, I think I've been so enthralled by jennifer tilly's performance as jennifer tilly i mean you know like in her body like as tiffany valentine like uh on screen i always wanted more i always wish they could have 
let her be in the movie a little bit longer. Now I kind of like structurally understand like, well, Chucky wouldn't have let her get away with, you know, imprisoning him <laughs> for very long. Yeah. And, and uh, we wouldn't have wanted. Uh, <laughs> Unless it was like a, whatever happened to a baby Jane situation. I mean, well, we've got our own version of that, that, you know, unearths like again in the series, in, but, yeah, with this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, Tiffany's, uh, basically a kidnapper, but, yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. to, she kidnaps because she loves and yeah. she imprisons because <laughs> that way, it's, that's it's the only way to keep you from running away. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but, uh, so <laughs> that seed's planted too. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I like the fact that like the couple that we're meant to identify with are the couple that is usually kind of like sidelined and not spent as much time on. And I feel like, we get to watch them be these character character actor type, you know, characters on the outside, but we also get to watch them kind of take center screen, like when he proposes and when they consummate their, their love. And even when, uh, like in, in the standoff, like I am so much more interested. There's so much more going on between the two of them than there is between Jade and Jesse. Jade and Jesse is just kind of like, I love you and you deserve everything. You're, oh, you might be a murderer. Uh-oh. And then, ah! And then, oh, shit, they're the murderers. I love you. <laughs> like, that's it's, basically all the levels yeah. that they reach, I mean, reach, thank, you know? thank God that this movie is short, uh, just in terms of its <laughs> runtime, because there's, by the time we get to, to that, I'm just like, okay, let's wrap it up. But um, you mm. mentioned the the Ronnie you of it all, and I think that yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about the. I didn't listen to any commentary with him. I don't really know. I don't mm. even think I've ever seen like an interview with him or anything. But I would oh. I would think that you know the reason that maybe things were a little different here is because Freddy versus Jason was much much more of a studio movie than than this was. And yeah. I would imagine just just because of Don Mancini's um, ownership of of the franchise and the characters that he was probably working through it the entire uh, way. Whereas like the writers on Freddy versus Jason, like they clearly they just wrote the script and, and turned it over, and they didn't really have much involvement after that, from from what I understand. So I think that it was more so. You know, Ronnie Yu was also newer to uh, North American cinema at that time. So he was probably, you know, had John Mancini there to kind of like guide the, the movie a little bit in in a way to 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 meet that vision. Whereas like Freddie versus Jason, I could see him just being like, this is I'm contracted to do this. I'm making money. I, nobody's here to to say anything otherwise. Where you know, if you, you when you have someone like Jennifer Tilly, and I don't even know how she even first came involved, or where like the 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 concept of Tiffany came from within like Don Mancini, or if he they were friends beforehand and had these conversations and been like, yeah, I'm I'm want to take the Child's Play franchise into a new direction. I really want to have you come on board as a character. Like, I don't know if they had a friendship beforehand, but I would, I wouldn't doubt it. I could see something like that. And in that case, you know, maybe that was he, Don Mancini was sort of like the anchor on that set who is, who was directing at least, you know, certain cast members um, outside of whatever Ronnie Yu was doing. If, if he's not very, if he's more technical and not really cast oriented. I think Don Mancini certainly had an eye for what was working on set and what wasn't um, in terms of like how, what, what, you know, what, what does the, what, what does the franchise need to be in order to continue on as a franchise? Even the yeah. fact that like 
the concept, right, of Chuck, you mentioned earlier about like seeing the posters and everything like that. I remember the ad campaign for it. And even though I didn't go see it uh, in the theaters at that time, I do remember thinking, good for them. Uh, because by Child's Play 3, it I remember the ads for that. It felt kind of played out. It felt like they were, um, I mean, you'd have to go see the movies to, you know, judge for yourself whether they were churning out the same thing over and over again. But it felt like a pretty basic concept that you weren't going to... I, I was actually surprised there was another Chucky movie coming out, but the fact that they were leaning into what se- felt just in its very nature, because it's called Bride of Chucky, yeah. um, it felt like they were leaning into satire and self, self, self-referential humor, but not the same formula that every other uh, studio uh, yeah. seemed to be going about like, okay, so we need a cast of young people and we need them all standing shoulder to shoulder, you know, like kind of flanking one another and, you know, and some kind of like looming evil over them. That's, that's what we're going to do. Now, this was like, again, like it was almost like, uh, you've, you've got your core couple you and then you, uh, what, what you would assume it's the core couple with the two young kids, mm-hmm. but you've got like this vaudeville <laughs> act happening on the sidelines and every now and then the camera shifts. It, I mean, it starts off like basically being about like the vaudevillians and then it kind of, it keeps shifting back to them. They were my saving grace in this screening because usually, I don't know, I think at a certain point I got used to the puppetry instead of just kind of like uh appreciating like that is so many levels of performance it's the vocal performances from brad duraf and from jennifer tilly but it's also the performances that's being executed by the team who are working with the cabled puppets you know and i really delighted in seeing the way emotions would manifest in their face like seeing (laughs) especially tiffany like i remember thinking this was kind of like the weakest Tiffany performance for a long time looking back you know like thinking about how much further how many more gizmos they allowed to be because this was like the least kind of like technologically advanced they allowed her to be Chucky was continually pushing the envelope but she was not you know um, a name yet so there was very kind of little care it was just kind of like well let's do what we can to execute a performance so you know she can look like something's going on but Everything from just like the way, especially in more passive moments <laughs> where performance really shines when you're just reacting to things. When uh, Chucky leaves the van to uh, go get rid of uh, the cop. What's his name? The the fucker. Um, Norton? I'm not and, sure. Um, yeah. I know you're talking Yeah, about it's Norton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like he gives the guy the, the finger and the guy goes, rude fucking doll and all that. <laughs> but while she's she's watching the whole thing from the van window and there's one moment where she's just kind of waiting and just kind of like, hmm, nice. You know, like you can see like literally like the wheels of thought turning in her head. And then when he finally like, you know, ignites, you know, the explosion and everything like that. And there's this reaction shot from her where she's got like this incredible evil grin on her. It's like, ha, 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 ha with her yeah. raised eyebrows and, her, and her, 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 her kind of wicked grin. Um, I, was, I was really, really like turning to them in a way that I haven't done in a long time since probably like maybe my first screening of this movie, which yeah. allowed me to kind of like rediscover because I love puppet shows and, uh, and, and did as a kid. Like, you know, I'm a big old Muppet fan and I'm watching it as though I'm watching something like Labyrinth now really appreciating the artistry behind like that team. And oh my God, it's, it, it, it makes it 
a lot easier to ride through this movie. So I was grateful yeah, for that this that's particular time. Um, we've gotten like really ahead of ourselves here, but uh, yeah, I, I, I do want to uh, you know do a little like, housekeeping stuff here. Housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was one of the scenes that was skipped over. Uh, too. No, yeah, I was so upset. Um, I, I, I could have just put on the Blu-ray, but yeah. Anyway, I um, I, I do want to. Uh, Welcome some new Patreon supporters of, of mine and the podcast. So uh, thank you to Ryan Kwan, Michael Diamond, Niche, and Jay Gallotello. Thank you so much. We appreciate Yay! your support. Uh, fuck if you em. Do, I thought you said fuck em. No, welcome. Fuck em. <laughs> no, dear God. What kind of monster do you think I am? I sometimes uh, I, I, I question. <laughs> but if I know. If you if if you want to fucking come on to the support train, uh, we would gra- greatly appreciate uh, uh, anything you have to offer. You can uh, head over to my Patreon account under Zach Cherry. Uh, every tier gets you early access to all of our episodes. If you're supporting on the Freddy Krueger tier, you get access to the Cherry Picker After Dark, which comes out every month. Mm-hmm. That will be next week's episode, and we are ranking the slasher killers. Ooh. Which which I'm not, not just the, the, you know, the Chuckies and the Michaels, like we're going in depth with, we've yeah. made a list. What, what's the number? What number have we arrived at so far? I, I didn't, I, I didn't count, but it, it's not as many okay, as the final girls. No. Cause there's not as there there's not more... as many slasher killers as there are final girls. Yeah. There. But uh, yeah, there, there will be, there will be a lot. So uh, you can check out the preview. That will be next week, and then we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming. But you'll be able to get the whole episode uh, on the, the Freddy Krueger tier. So thank you again mm-hmm. to everyone supporting and all the new supporters. And also thank you to Boy Cried Wolf for being our podcast editor. Yay! Week in, week out. All right. Um, I'll just get into the whole Jade and Jesse of it all, because... Um, Okay. This I I don't even mind them like in the in the first half of the movie because I actually like I think the editing is really well how it just sort of like cuts back and forth because there's sort of there's still like mystery to their storyline at at the start of it we don't really know what what they're about you obviously have the incredibly talented John Ritter who's sort of like even you know with the the other two like he's there he's making that interesting just being there of just being this like secondary antagonist in the in the the story who we don't we obviously are meant to hate him but he's so good and he was supposed to be we talked about this um maybe we did in the last child's play movie he was going to be in the opening scene until they like they rewrote everything it was like him and his son who went on to play what's his face uh in freddy versus jason and um yeah, just it just never panned out. Like I think it was like the day before they're just like we're doing something else, and then they did the opening with uh, uh, the the toy company guy. Um, yeah. So obviously uh, Don Mancini like probably must have been friends with him, and just like oh, I'm gonna get you back at some point. Um, just like yeah, uh, play this character in in Bride of Chucky. So I'm glad that you know I, I think that whatever he would have been in that movie would have been like some quick little cameo. Whereas here, at least he actually gets to to play a role. So, I mean, even in these parts yeah. of the movie where we're, we're first being introduced to um, Jesse, Jade, and is it Warren? 
the the uncle, uncle Warren uncle, Kincaid. Uncle, you mean yeah. yeah, the uncle Warren yeah. Kincaid. And yeah, then and then the the friend was a David. David, yes. Yeah, David, the, the gay friend. <laughs> um, yeah, the I was gay still, one. <laughs> the gay one. I was still, I was still like in, interested in that because it was just like we, everything about the opening, even though there wasn't really like a lot of dialogue, like you said, it was just like kill and yeah. like curiosity, Hello. kill the cat. Yeah, Golly. like yeah, all of that is so like. <laughs> That might be one of my favorite openings of like any of the oh, child's yeah. play movies. And just like that, whatever that building is in, like that, it looks like a church or something of just like something. the the lighting in the background. It's just like a warehouse yeah. or something. I don't know. Like everything about the opening is just like working for me on every level that it possibly could yeah. of a horror movie. And yeah. like right down to even like the meta-ness of like the the evidence locker of just like the the Michael Myers mask and the like D- D- Jason yeah. mask and Freddy Claw and all that. Like it's just like it's so out there, but it's just like yeah. it's really putting me in this mood. And that's why I had this metaphorical smile on my face because it's like, oh, like we're in for a really yeah. good time. And then yeah. we get the the kill of Bailey or whatever his name is, who was also, yeah. uh, as I mentioned in the urban legend, it was Brenda's fiance. <laughs> um, um, maybe that's like, we can head cannon because in the, isn't in the next movie where she calls his widow <laughs> to apologize. Yeah, uh-huh. That was, she was actually this talking to Brenda. Bailey, the yeah. wife of Ro- a widow of Robert Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. They, he comes um, back. Well, his yeah, name does. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um, no, but I, I all of that going into the Rob Zombie of it all, and just like the that over top of her stitching it together in her trailer, and then just sort of like leaning back and just like taking it all in, like the oh, it's beautiful. Every yeah. everything about that, like just the way that this is edited, and then at that point it moves into the. The scene with Jade and Jesse, and I'm fine because I've I've been satiated by everything. Like that's such great storytelling of the opening because we we know everything we have to know at this point, and now the movie is happening. We're we're being introduced yeah. to the characters, and it's done so well. And there is like you know little bits of misdirection because it's like we don't know about um, Jesse at that point, uh, and and the uh-huh. situation of like the uh, Jade and her uncle and all that. So it's like it's still interesting because it's like it's being it's unfolding as the movie goes on. And then we cut back to Tiffany in the trailer and Alexis Arquette shows up and everything is, everything is still just like, this is so good. Like the opening of this movie right up to like the, like for the first act is flawless that I'm not, I don't mind any of like these characters yet because they haven't annoyed me yet, but it's not until (laughs) it's, it's not until like after Tiffany becomes the doll, um, and like we discussed this, cause I, I always prefer Jennifer Tilly playing Tiffany in Jennifer Tilly's body or just like in sure. human form, we'll say, because yeah. you get, there's, you get so much more nuance out of her performance than you would in a dull form. Um, and you know, you could, you could argue the same thing for, for Brad Dorf as Chucky, but the thing is like, it's Chucky, you know, that's, that's like the novelty of, of the movie mm. where with Jennifer Tilly, like there's just something so like, so bizarre and almost perverse about like this grown woman who's just like has this <laughs> prisoner of a doll <laughs> that, that that I absolutely love. But but regardless of the fact that she's 
transferred into the body of the doll because you you spoke about that and, and I love all that and it makes sense and it should have happened like there's no way sure. that this movie would be what it is or even this franchise would be what it is if Tiffany wasn't in a doll form but it's yeah. at that point when she when they're like how are we going to get to Hackensack New Jersey to get the the heart of Dem, Dem, Dembala Dumbala. Dumbala. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, this is, this is what we're going to do. And it's just, we're going on this cross country thing or not even cr- cross state. Um, right. <laughs> of, <laughs> of, of, of the couple driving them there. And it, at that point, the movie just becomes solely about them. Like it's, it's literally like at the, that scene that you, when they're, it's like, oh, I'm getting a thousand dollars. We can start a life over. I'm like, okay, like that, that's not going to last long. And of course, you do get the Tiffany and the Chucky about like when he's just like, I give them six months or three months or what is it, six months, three if she gets yeah, fat, six months, three if she gains weight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like those are those those are fun moments. But it, it, I think it's like once they get to that supermarket, whatever the the, the restaurant, gas station, whatever wherever the they kill the the cop at with the. Um, oh okay by, yeah where all those people are around it's like some fast food joint or convenience store i don't know what it is um that's the, perceived like a drive-in situation too like all the cars are parked i mean i guess it's just a parking lot but yeah it always looked like the cars are all parked facing <laughs> something which cinematically yeah. just tells me oh they're at a drive-in movie but we never see the movie so i'm i'm just yeah, yeah. it's who, it's who not knows? established all but, that effectively yeah but it's <laughs> like once once but, that yeah. happens and it's just like i already don't know enough about these characters or care about their their elopement um but then what then it's kind of leads into this like what you said just like are you the did you kill them or did you and just it's it's just something that's like not very earned throughout the story and i it it completely takes anything away from the characters that we are following like the, the dynamic that has been fun at this point because it's so unnecessary and i think that it's a i mean it's unnecessary for several reasons mostly because we as an audience know what the situation is. It's not like we're, it's not like earlier on where we were just meeting them and we didn't know what was going on with Jesse and Jade in the story. But now we f- we're fully aware of what position or what rules they're playing in the story. Like they're basically the mules to take Chucky and Tiffany, the unknowing mules to, to, hmm. to cart them across the state. And they're completely oblivious to everything that's going on that we know about. And that would that would be all well and good if like maybe they did have more fun with it. Like if if Chucky and Tiffany were like, let's gaslight these, like, you know, just to get a rise out of them. And, you know, just 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 to actually do something that wasn't like incidental, because that's what I felt like, you know, when they were laughing and like, ha ha ha, everything worked out because of these two bozos. It's it just felt like, oh, they're just kind of there. It wasn't like there was no intent (laughs) behind it. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, or uh, less malicious, I suppose. But I don't know. I kind of, there's also, like, something kind of uh, charming to me about the fact that they, like, oh, wow, we weren't even trying to, like, (laughs) fuck up their relationship, and now they're fighting. This is really funny. Like, I don't know. There's something, because Chucky and Tiffany are the kind of couple that, like, if they're not fighting then they're probably laughing with each other over the pain of others. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrating the pain of others. So I like seeing all of that go on. And um, I mean, like I said, it bothered me the least this particular sitting. I don't know if that's going to be like the the rule now from now on. But I mean, I even found myself noticing little things 
between Jesse and Jade that I, I didn't really, I, either I hadn't noticed them or I'd forgotten about them before. Um, something as simple as, um, before the sequence that you're talking, that we were discussing, uh, at the supermarket slash drive in, what yeah. have you, whatever it is, uh, where Norton gets it. Um, right before that, uh, the two of them are getting back into the van and, it's just this shot. This It's like an unnecessary shot of Jade getting into the passenger seat first. And she reaches over and unlocks the driver's side door for Jesse. And I'm just kind of like, I think that's the most decent thing she does in the entire movie that I've seen. It reminded me of a movie also from the 90s called A Bronx Tale where there's this young man and he's learning about life and everything like that. And he, you know, is going on a date with his first girl and everything like that. And he's told by this paternal figure of his, this gangster, all right, I want you to let her into the car like a gentleman, open the door and shut the door for her. And I want you to walk around the back uh, of the car and keep an eye on her. Because if she reaches over and unlocks the door for you, she's a keeper. And if not, she is a fucking selfish bitch. And he's like... He's letting her in the car on the date and he walks around the back and he sees her reach over in slow-mo and unlock the door for him and does a little, yes, like behind the car. I don't know. It just made me think about that moment. I was kind of like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like maybe Jade isn't as bad as I remembered her. But then the very next scene, she's assaulting an officer with her Karen-ness and her white privilege. And, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh God. Uh, I mean, I don't care how incensed you get over like a cop being a jerk you know, to you and everything like that, to just kind of like, he he's just standing there laughing and then you just go, you bastard! And then you start beating him with your fists with no plan. Like, she's not even trying to take him down. Like, again, if she were strategic about it, I might be able to be kind of like, okay, cool. You know, like, you know, you don't let him infringe on your, your rights and everything like that. But the fact that she's just kind of like, ah! you know, just like throwing a tantrum, basically. It's like, this will not help your situation. Control your fucking <laughs> situation, lady. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it, so she was right back to being Jade for me. After yeah. That. Kind of like the, le the least sympathetic character. And she's in a really sympathetic situation. Like, she's essentially, like, imprisoned herself by her... Do we? Is it her uncle? I don't even remember... Yeah, it's if her she uncle. ever calls him uh, Uncle Warren, she, she I, just kind of calls him Warren her, over and her, over. Her her uncle, yeah. He's her guardian. That's yeah. the word they use. But I never hear, I don't remember ever hearing any kind of like it's, blood ties. It's, it's Halloween about. ends all over again. Like, what was, what's his face right. to, uh, to Corey? <laughs> was right. it his father or his <laughs> stepfather or his uncle, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm guessing uncle far removed who didn't like her parents anyway. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> But um, I, I, I mean, the thing, well, it's, he, it's also, it's Catherine yeah. Heigl. And I mean, she's, she's yeah. gone on record to say that she hates these movies. Um, and, and I mean, the thing is, you know, I can see it's not a, it's not a very well written role. Um, so I can understand that. I know that in her career, she's spoken out about um, getting, getting not the best uh, material written Ugh. for her. Um yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't have anything bad to say about her. I did. I did watch an interview. I think it was like more recent, where she was. It was like the the topic came up of just like that she's so hated or or something like that. And she yeah. and there, and she just said like, do you do you think that you're a difficult person or just like because she had this reputation and she's just like you know what like at first like it it did kind of weigh heavily on me and I and I you know had to question myself am I a difficult person. 
And I think she went to like a lot of therapy for, for that. And, uh-huh. then she, and then she's just like, but you know what? I, I, I realized that no, I'm not like, it's not any different than like any other situation. So, I mean, I do feel uh-huh. badly for her and just like the, the way that, you know, certain things turned out, but you know, she was at the top of her career at a point there. Like she was like a lead, like she had like was getting roles where she was, you know, the star of these movies. Yeah. And then it kind of, yeah. this w- reputation that, you know, kind of came out of speaking up for, for certain things. Um, did Well, kind of, I mean, also, also punching down yeah. to a certain extent. Cause like she said, the, the, I remember the comment and we won't linger on this, but I just remember at the time the comment was she had been nominated for Grey's Anatomy for a particular season. And the statement she made, which was completely, uh, uh, unprovoked, just said, or I mean, unprovoked in the interview, she yeah. just kind of commented, "Yeah, I don't think I really deserved uh, a nomination because the writing for my character this season wasn't really up to par." And it's like, "Whoa, oh, oh, yeah. oh, wow, okay, so uh, way to praise yourself and you know, like basically kind of like denigrate the people who are like creating material for you to yeah. do like week after week after week, as opposed to just saying, great." A nomination, thanks. You know, yeah. like that. So, I mean, yeah. I, it, I, I wouldn't call it necessarily speaking out, but the, and I, I actually was, I was doing background at the time. I got to do background that season after she made the comment. And I remember everybody seemed very unhappy, especially her. Every oh, wow. opportunity she got, she was taking a smoke break and talking to no one. And I was like, "What is going on?" here but uh anyway um that's the only <laughs> encounter i have with katherine heigl i mean i that's don't think fair. she's untalented as an actress i've seen her give performances where i'm just kind of like cool and um i really hope at some point <laughs> maybe on this pod if if we can because i've never seen it before but her her thriller where she's like the crazy bitch and is and who's who's she going mm-hmm. up against is it it's either she didn't do the beyonce one that was ollie larder but it yeah. was like that type of like movie where like you know like long haired white woman comes in and ruins it for everyone she did it was oh I think it was Rosario Dawson was it her and Rosario Dawson where it's like she's got children with her ex and Rosario Dawson is the new woman and she's all about like making their lives you know hell or something I, I don't even know what it's called but she did one of those okay. one of those like yeah, subgenre no, I'd never, of thriller yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd never that was around in like that. the early 2010s yeah. you know yeah I, I would yeah that was very popular that. back then yeah um, yeah. <laughs> sort of like the, 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 the single white female, uh, or yeah. the, the all about Eve's, the, uh, right, right, right. Like it, the, it was the like the thriller, the thriller, <laughs> the thriller of the new millennium. Yeah. It was like the kitschy thriller of the new millennium. The fatal attractions. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and the th- cause that's the thing. Like, I don't, it's another case where I, I don't actually mind Jesse. I no. think that he's fine on his own. I love yeah. the scene where, 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 you know, he's obviously washing the, the van shirtless. Like that's, <laughs> that will like live on as like, you know, an, yeah. like a gay awakening moment. Yeah. Uh, in my I, st- I tried, I still, I, yeah. I tried to look him up on like, uh, yes. Instagram because he's, he's on there, but yeah. it's, it's a private account now. And I'm just like, I'm not going to, to, no. Him, but, um, <clears throat> yeah. Like he's fine, but it's just one of those cases where it's just like, the relate it's not necessarily her but it's just like yeah. them together that just like it just drags both of them down and it's very similar to what you were talking about of of Jake and Devin uh in season 2 Chucky I'd say probably worse here um just because they're not as developed whereas I feel like we still have like yeah. we we still you know we want the best for 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 Yeah at least uh, I Jake rooted and, for that couple these Devin, two yeah. Jesse and Jade I never rooted for them I'm 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I, 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 yeah, I don't care what's going on with them. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is I, I, at this point. And, and with her, I definitely feel like, cause she's sort of like, she's headlining this movie under Jennifer Chelly. Like what mm-hmm. did, did Jennifer, Chil- Jennifer Chelly's name comes up first, but then it was, and then Catherine Heigl, Bride of Chucky, or was like her name first after the movie because because at the time Catherine Heigl I, I believe was like was popular because of a show called Roswell which I'd never seen right. but that would have been Me her neither. yeah that would have been like her thing of just like you know how she mm-hmm. was uh, in this movie and I don't know what he, what he did um, Nick Stabile Stabile how would you say yeah um, yeah uh, yeah I, I haven't seen him in anything other than this I to mean, my knowledge he's got credits but I've just like it's just stuff that yeah. I've never heard of or never seen and yeah. he hasn't he hasn't done anything in you know, the past eight years or so. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's, and then you do have like the cameos from like the um, uh, Kathy and uh, was there, and John Ritter, um, which is not as uh-huh. much a cameo. So it's just like, it, yeah. yeah, they had, it was an interesting cast for sure, but I don't know. It's just like, that's a thing. You focus so, so much on like, these characters because it was the scream thing of just like, well, we were interested mm-hmm. in the teen characters that it's just like all this, all this other talent is going to waste. Well, I even developed a question, like a theory. Now I'm just like, is Jade supposed to be kind of intolerable? Because I was watching her exchange while she's kind of like sitting out there holding herself, looking all weepy with David while she's waiting for, I guess she's waiting for Jesse to show up or she's not. And he shows up and it's a great surprise. Like that doesn't really have a lot of context, but she's just kind yeah. of like, um, you know, the, 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 she's just like, remember Brad Barker? And he's just kind of like, oof, yeah. And she's just like, you were in love with him, weren't you? And he's like, yeah, I was. You know, really, like, you can see the clouds kind of, like, gather, you know, <laughs> around his head. Like, yeah, that was rough. And then she just kind of says, and what happened? And I'm like, aren't you supposed to be best friends? Wouldn't you already know what happened with a guy that he was in love with? Or maybe he wasn't out yet. And maybe like, I mean, that's, that's a whole storyline. I'm like, yeah, I just want to know about like what, what, what happened with David and the synthesis of like his, his being out and Jade knowing, like, I have nothing but questions about that. If it were, if it had been a series earlier, maybe we would have gotten some of those questions answered, but it also made me wonder, or is Jade just like so self-involved and such a bad friend? that she never asks about David and it's always because he's largely kind of sidelined as well you know he's kind of like the 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 bastion of their relationship like almost the the grand marshal of the Jason yeah he's (laughs) basically just there to serve them (laughs) you know he's there he swoops in when he you know he's like oh you know like after hearing from both of you you know everything's fine. Yeah. It's Warren. You know, he like, that's, that's his sole purpose is just like to be the gay bestie because that's, you know, in the, <laughs> in the late nineties, that's the only reason that you would have a gay best friend, which is like the right. Matt Fielding syndrome <laughs> on Melrose place is that you're just there to hype other people up. And uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's all Rupert you have Everett in my best friend's wedding, just yeah. on the phone going, Jules, what's wrong with you? Yeah. But, um, cause he even says like in that moment where he catches up with them is like, I know you both better than any, one and i'm like but do they know you do they know anything about you or do they just consistently call you with like their problems and expect you you know and the only way they can understand you know whether you've actually gone through something is if they are going through something comparable you know and that just made me think like that's an interesting 
footnote and gay history there, cinematic, you know, gay history, yeah. like the role that, I, roles that we played in and were expected to play in cinema for the most part. And I, I mean, like, I cool. and I appreciate so much that, like, that, like, how far we've come in this franchise. I mean, even like the next movie of just how progressive it is uh, with gender yeah. roles, but just like, but now that, like, Don Mancini, like, I'm sure that maybe there is a version of Bride of Chucky where Don Mancini had Jesse and Jade as a, mm. as a, uh, like a gay couple. Uh, mm. But the studio was just like, absolutely not. You can have a, a, a gay best friend or whatever. Uh, right. Or maybe he just understood that as like, I'm not even going to try. Um, I, I think and then it's you, the latter. Yeah. And then, and then you, yeah, that's why you, you have a character like uh, David. And then, like, at this point now, like, arguably, like, the third wheel is is the Lexi character. And she's, you know, just as interesting, you know, and uh, complex as anyone else on that show. That it just shows that, like, it, you don't have to, like, fill, a like, a quota or check a box to have, you know, like, the gay characters. Or just, like, you know, making no. sure that we're covering all the different colors of the rainbow or colors of, of skin. No. Like, it's just, it's about yeah. writing interesting characters and I mean, and being open-minded during casting, like being, uh, people used to call it colorblind casting, but yeah. the term now that people use is color-conscious casting, knowing that like we can't just throw anyone into the mix and go kind of like, yeah, that would happen to them. It's like, no, well, let's be conscious of it. Like, if this were to happen to you know someone of this particular uh, lineage or race or what have you, religion, you know, or sexual orientation, whatever, it, you know, like, w- w- would this? be likely would this you know would this be plausible i'd I'd like that even those questions are getting asked uh Mm -hmm. today and it feels that that's that's one case where i feel like the characters you know the the younger characters of bride of chucky are largely more simplistic but it makes it makes me happy that it only enhances the interest from my part as an audience member in the 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 quote-unquote villains of the piece you know (laughs) like um it kind of makes them sympathetic in a way akin to i love that it's called bride of chucky you know akin to bride of frankenstein because frankenstein was kind of cinema's first uh sympathetic monster yeah and um certainly in the talkie era uh because not a lot of people felt a lot of sympathy for dracula but um i love that uh the way we achieve sympathy for monsters in the 90s is to put them in a dysfunctional relationship with each other and make it more interesting than, yeah. you know, the the couple that everything would run smoothly in theory if only they could just be free to love, you know, like, I mean, that's, that's, that's a played out storyline as well. And I think, I think it's, maybe it is intentionally kind of like set to a more bland setting, just so we're continually looking to the puppets, you know, to the, the dolls. Yeah. Uh, like you don't, you don't want to pull focus from them. Yeah. But yeah. I, my, I always wonder like what, whatever became of, of Jesse and Jane, <laughs> like after they, they walk <laughs> off, like, did they last? Are they still together? Six months. They lasted yeah, six months. Six months. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not, I, a, not a day more, not a day less. <laughs> It was like their six month anniversary, and he's just kind of yeah. like, "Well, I deserve better." And she's like, "Me too." And they parted ways. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe after that kind of like an experience, maybe it, it either bonded them for life, and they're yeah. still together, or that was it. Like it's just kind of like, you know what? We can't we can't bounce back. Well, after I mean, like I don't trust you. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> like with the way that Chucky as a series is is structured, of you know, we we're getting yeah. all of these like past characters 
coming back. Um, like even like mm-hmm. uh, there's been rumors of De Silva coming back uh, yeah. at some point. So it's just like who knows? Maybe we'll we'll get them. Like there actually there was a reference to. I don't. I can't remember which movie it was, but um, just Chucky listing off all the families that he's fucked with. Oh yeah, over the years. and he mentions yeah. the Kincaids. Um, uh huh. So it's just like, you know, the, it's the, he's they're still in uh, the 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 Chucky consciousness. Um, yeah. So and I like I, that. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't be against ever seeing them. I mean, I, I doubt that Catherine Heigl would ever want to take part in something like this. But uh, <laughs> well, I would, I would, I would, I, I would at least be interested to hear about just like whatever happened to them. Yeah. Just like they could even just say in passing. Yeah. But yeah, it would be great to see him come back. Uh, uh, yeah. Even you know, even if it was like independent of her. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, with her, I mean, even like her introduction into the the movie, like it was very antagonistic. Like it was provoked because, like you know, she's walking down the stairs. <laughs> And she's like, I'm right here, Warren. You don't have to yell. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't uncross her arms for the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I feel like that's her default position. It's just arms crossed and pouting. That's how I always imagine Jade. This has become like the bat, let's bash Jade podcast. But, um, <laughs> but I'm glad we're getting this out. We need to, we're clearing a blockage, obviously. Um, yeah. I also, uh, in terms of, uh, j- just like the, uh, the other couple in this movie, <laughs> Chucky and Tiff, mm-hmm. um, th- they're, cause we can really like, you know, uh, discuss, like go in depth about like what we love about Jennifer Tilly's performance and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I love the way you described everything in the opening sequence. I, I concur 100%. Um, the, the, the next thing that I kind of like really responded to as far as she's concerned, and this goes beyond her performance, but just like how in on the joke everybody seemed in like from the production design to the bleached hair and costuming and makeup and everything like everything about Tiffany is just so it just seems to fit so incredibly perfectly that they're creating this like girlfriend living in her bullet trailer Um <laughs> But she's kind of, like, inhabited – like, she has definitely inhabited the space. Like, I don't remember how often – do you remember if the doll collection ever comes up again? Like, if she starts – I can't remember if, like, in the room where she was, like, keeping Nika or anything like that, if she had, like, a – a bevy of dolls. I don't remember. I, I feel like it would she be, definitely but had I don't dolls, remember if I'm just imagining Dolls it. there. But what I, what I was thinking when I saw the trailer was just, yeah. like, oh, how far you've come. Because it's like now you're living in <laughs> now you're living in the the Jennifer Tilly mansion, which you set yes. fire to. Um, yeah. But just like she's, that's what's great. About, like Tiffany is an opportunist, um, or at least Absolutely. just like she, she'll look for the opportunity in any situation. And it's just like mm-hmm. she's someone that like it's it's so lived in in her performance that you can see like this is a character who's like really had to get by on life uh, through her yeah. wits. And her yeah. uh, and her feminine wilds, <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 well, because I love that I love that she even to speak to her feminine wilds. Here she's got this guy, uh, Damien, or otherwise known as Howard Fitzwater. But <laughs> she's got that, Damien yeah. coming over, who is essentially like on the face of it, we'd probably think like, oh, okay, this is like some casual sex situation. But then Damien says to her. Um, don't you think you've kept me waiting long enough? And she says without even thinking, no, with a sneer. You well, know, doesn't she say, that. Huh? I love the fact that, no. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, and, one of um, one of my like, favorite oh. lines is is when she, well, she's clearly like she obviously knows that the photo is a fake, but he's just like. Yes. Took the Polaroid of himself and she's like, yes. oh, did you, did you, you know, did you really get him into it? And then she's like, yeah. wait a minute. And then, <laughs> when she's like, you never really actually killed anybody. Did you? Did you? Right. Did you, you pathetic worm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or even just like the, the, the way she dances on top of it prior to that, just like, you know, Damien, this nail polish looks awfully familiar. You know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She is so like I am. Uh, I I I yeah. I can't get enough of and that, it. And but also, that's like that's where I love her at her most. Her like she's she's too. just doing the best yeah. work in like the in the first act of this movie, um, mm-hmm. which again like just speaks to sort of like it, like I love puppet doll Tiffany, but it just like you you lose so much with her because we've already spent so much time with her. Inhabiting the screen as in, you know, in the Jennifer Tilly body, even though you're yeah. playing Tiffany Valentine. Yeah, I understand completely. But um, even, and then there were other things. I'm just kind of like, I want to go back and like watch the series and just go, cause we constantly credit this uh, for being, you know, like one of the most consistent franchises in horror, yeah. especially considering how long it's been, even though there were like little retcons here and there. Like obviously, Chucky, by this film, certainly no longer has to inhabit the body of the first person who sees him human because he never would have killed Damien then because he would have had to inhabit that body. Um, and he certainly wouldn't have pulled the lip ring out. I still wince at that. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just accessible and I've never had a lip ring, but I'm just like, ow, ooh, and the blood <laughs> looks good. But um, yeah. Tiffany says while she's doing that little seduction dance for the both of them, uh, we lived together for years. And I'm like, what year did they meet again in the series? Like, I just want to go back and like look at the timeline and see if everything yeah. checks out. Or And then if it doesn't, I can just tell myself in my head canon. Oh, she's just, you know, telling, we lived together for years. It's an epic tale of Charles Lee Ray and Tiffany Valentine. You know, I mean, <laughs> what is she doing in that moment? Is she yeah. telling the truth or is she... Well, know, embellishing. I mean, for the I sake think the thing, the thing with Tiffany <laughs> is that she is she is all over the place. Like she uh, changes her mind on things so much. And I, right. from what I remember in the series, the um, the way that it was shown in the flashback is that she was actually the one who called the police. That then led to right, the yeah. opening the, the scene of the opening movie. So she's responsible yeah. for for tipping them off. But then in this mm-hmm. movie, she said when she's brings up the ring, she's just like that night you died. I found the ring. Um, yeah. So I can just see in in my head canon for Tiffany now that she did that because she was sort of like, oh, I'll teach him a lesson. And then after she found yeah. out about that, she probably found the ring and was just like, oh, what have I done? And then like prob- exactly. probably lived with that guilt for right. for however long. And then like that's why she brought back, you know, she like she's been she's been holding this torch for him or right. carrying this torch for him all this time, probably right. because of guilt. Uh, because of that, and it just makes her so much more interesting. And then that, and that would also explain that once he sort of, you know, unleashes that revelation of just like that wasn't an engagement ring, that was just I just took that off Vivian Van Pelt, and yeah. for her to like have that reaction to it that she did, it's just like yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I, I I can see absolutely. It. So, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I, got I, that I love this all time of that, too. and I love yeah. that. Yeah, she. It's just it's so it's so easy to kind of. Have, reel her back in, but it's just as easy to do something that will make her um, mm-hmm. do something to <laughs> to fuck with you. Um, yeah. Gosh, what, what even... is Tiffany's Zodiac sign? 
I don't know. You're. <laughs> I knew that was going to come up at some point. And actually, um, did you notice that on Charles Lee Ray's tombstone, it only has his death date, not his birth date? Oh, when really? they go over to to yeah, when they go to like exhume the body and they're interrupting like the the unburying of him and everything like that to get the heart of Dambala, it only has the death date. It says his name and it says died and it has the date. It does not have the date of his birth. <laughs> At least not in this movie. Maybe if we revisit his grave in any other you know incarnations, maybe we get that. But it says on Child's Play Wiki that his birth date is May first, nineteen fifty eight. Okay, so, I don't know if that had been decided upon yet yeah. by bride time, obviously. Again, and that just kind of speaks, that feels like a Ronnie Yu decision. And I don't mean that as like uh, uh, to degrade him or to diminish him in anything. I think it's just so broad and cartoony. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that kind of like, uh, those kind of like graphic novel, sarcastic, you know, feel of the air like even the way even the camera shots he shoots i mean i will say visual interest is created throughout this entire movie for me i think the ronnie Yu token at least as far as his american movies are concerned uh the token blue uh base works better here than in freddy versus jason even though i like it in freddy versus jason but it largely feels like it's a new flavor for both of those characters whereas with this with bride of chucky because tiffany is so new it's almost like she brings this blue hue (laughs) to everything i mean it really completely dominates you know the walls of her trailer and then every situation we find ourselves even the lighting like when she's picking up the chucky doll those Mm -hmm. aren't shafts of white light coming through the shafts of you know like blue uh Mm -hmm. light coming through so i love i just love uh i don't know there's something about an indigo blue that 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 I really appreciate and think 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 works really really well in this yeah. movie. Um, in terms of the character and where she goes after this, um, I I just love the fact that again it's established really early on as he no sooner comes back than he's complimenting her and putting her down simultaneously. He tells her just like you look great, Tiff, and and. Uh, and she's just like, thanks. And he's just like, no, I got to be honest. I always <laughs> thought you were going to let yourself go. And it's like, fuck. Like, you can even see her face like, oh, it really is Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just happy to have him back. So I probably shouldn't say anything. And it's and but and it's all about like the line, like dancing up to the line. How far are you two going to kind of like do this push and pu- push me pull you of you know this 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 kind of shoving in the back seat of the car to each other before one of you finally breaks and barks at the other, and now we're in a fight. They're always mm-hmm. in a state of kind of like perpetual bickering or on the cusp of bickering, and um, unless again, unless it's just a, a flood of passionate love, which. Um, they they don't do anything halfway, which I I kind of <laughs> and uh, because then also just like when she's telling him the story about the ring, um, another one of my favorite shots in the entire movie is just that um, I forget what you call it, but like that divided shot, like that you know, like it's two lenses in the same shot, so you can see Chucky in focus in the background and her face yeah. in focus in the foreground as he's laughing at her. Which is like, you mean you didn't, ask, you weren't going to ask me to marry you? And he just starts laughing at her. And that's when she says to herself, like the, you haven't changed. You'll never change. What the hell was I thinking? And I'm like, oh my God, I know these characters 
so well, like right off the bat, like it's an abusive relationship emotionally. And, um, and she, I don't know, something about even her name, like the fact that her last name is Valentine tells me, and even, you know, the heart tattoo, everything, every little quality that they plug into this character mm-hmm. only enriches the experience and tells me like, okay, so this is a character whose heart is exposed. This is a character who will always want to uh, continually want to believe the best in someone and will be shattered every single yeah. time she's reminded like, oh, that's not the truth. But for, for some reason, because it's Chucky, um, well, I mean, I guess killing him doesn't do any good because she's the one who brought him back, you know, in this particular interim. Yeah. And so, I mean, th- th- this love, I-, I love that it's it's almost like a love of the ages that they're eternally doomed to be killing each other and then bringing each other back. Or if they're brought to- back together, all of a sudden... They're not fighting. They're just kind of like, wow, look, we came back. What, how, how did it happen this time? Yeah. <laughs> and I find that, I find that yeah. vastly entertaining. With and these I, characters. yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I think that, I mean, at the risk of rewriting the, the movie or just saying what would have worked better if they just like, oh. they had leaned into that. Like just, I like Jesse and Jade didn't even need to be characters in this movie. They, Cause really the only purpose that they serve is to facilitate the travel um, mm. that what would have been interesting is just like let's just spend the entire this could have been a road trip movie for for Chucky and Tiffany just finding oh different God. ways to just get to where they needed to get to um, and we and didn't different couples like different couples well, that we they're thinking no, but we didn't they even, might have it <laughs> maybe but <laughs> I feel like funny. I feel like we didn't even need like a like a uh, protagonist or like a mm. like a final boy or girl or couple like it just like that's the thing like you don't have to sympathize with the like i said this before you don't have to sympathize with the characters you just have to be empathetic of them and their situation you have to understand what it is they're going through because that will make it innately interesting and Mm. that's why you say like every time you you get even the moments where they're just chuckling about uh jesse and jade in their predicament Mm. That's what that's what like that's what we're leaning into as an audience. That was because we're just like, yeah, huh, we understand that. We know we know what's yeah. going on. We're experiencing that with them. We're we're not really experiencing anything with Jesse right. and Jade. We're just kind of watching them as uh, outside observers. That it's just like yeah. it just really speaks to how unnecessary they were throughout this entire thing. So if had it been just all, I mean, really kind of like showcase the the stars of the movie, which are, are Chucky and Tiffany and just have this be their, their honeymoon or whatever, the, the full thing. We don't need to focus on other characters like that. That would have been uh, a fun movie. That said another moment, in addition to like the giggling that I commented on, I posted it in my story while I was watching the movie. I, I reran it because I didn't want to like miss anything. So I rewound it and just taped it and paused it and posted. And then I continued the movie, but um, it was a moment where, Kincaid is, uh, Warren is, um, at the, uh, van trying to break in and Jesse and Jade are not in it. Yeah. And he doesn't know that the dolls are in it. And he certainly doesn't know that they're alive. And they're just watching him. Their heads are just turning as he like crosses from one side of the frame to the other. <laughs> and then he's trying to get in and he can't. He still doesn't notice that there are dolls there. So they just kind of watch him. He walks away like almost belligerently and they just kind of sit there placidly watching him t- tilting their heads almost. And I got this like, pet in the car kind of vibe <laughs> like <laughs> like the way pets just kind of like sit there and just kind of regard you because you know you're something there to watch and they just want to see oh this might be interesting what's happening where are you going with that what's that it's and it's i don't know it it, it also reminded me of um 
this dynamic. I don't remember if I brought this up in uh, other pods, but um, this movie, Family Plot, it was uh, Alfred Hitchcock's last movie, I believe. Right. And there's one couple spying on another couple. And the couple that's being spied on, there's a fight that's going on. And he keeps cutting back to the couple in the car. Like, it's uh, uh, Karen Black, and I can't remember who the man is. But they're watching uh, Barbara Harris. I never remember the men, but Barbara Harris and this man are fighting. And they're just sitting there. I think they're even eating. And there's something so, like... Uh, uh, delicious about just kind of like watching <laughs> two care a couple, uh, you know, two characters who are in a couple watch another couple slowly kind of like tear each other apart and wondering what's going on in the head of the observers, you know, and 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 Chucky, luckily Chucky and Tiffany, like you know, have very few unexpressed thoughts. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it it didn't like th- this movie didn't. And this particular screening didn't bump the movie to the top for me or anything like that. It, it, I don't think it's ever been my favorite, uh, Chucky movie and it's never been my least favorite either. But, um, I'd, I'd have to revisit my ranking that I've done prior to this and see, like, has yeah. it moved anywhere? Because I, I did, I think I did have kind of like the best time I, I, I've had seeing this movie since the first time. That was yeah. that was something I was really grateful for if about we, revisiting it after not seeing it for a while. No, that's yeah. fair. Um, maybe if I had been able to watch the, the full thing without uh, yeah, maybe. bullshit. Um, but I, I've seen it enough. And, I've, and, I've, and that was the thing. Like, it was skipping over parts. And I was yeah. worried at first, but I'm just like, no, because I, rem- I remember everything. Like, I'm not missing sure. anything. Like, I, I have right. those scenes committed to memory. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if I was to do a ranking right now of, like, what we've watched Done including so the sh- yeah. the shows um mm-hmm. the the episodes of the shows i would probably well child's play two at the top then child's play one season one um probably season two it's a bit of a dip mm-hmm. from there because there's still it's 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 a much more developed story i know that there's issues with it but you know then bride of chucky uh and then child's play three and Keep in mind, I love all of that. Like, all of uh, that yeah, yeah. I love. So even if yeah. Child's Play 3 or Bride of Chucky are lower down, it's like I'm, I'm still uh, satisfied by everything in this. Yeah. I, I haven't incorporated this series because it's such a different structure. And, it yeah. takes, you know, you get so much more screen time. But um, off, off the cuff, if I were to just kind of like haphazardly put together a ranking, I think Child's Play 1 probably at the top. Yeah. Uh... Oh God! Uh, Child's Play season one probably below that. Maybe Bright of Chucky below that. Uh, Child's Play two below that, Ooh. and then Child's Play season two, and then bottom Child's Play three. Okay. I think that's my my ranking right. for that so far. It's hard to rank because it's just like because that's the it thing. Is. Like I said, there's there's <laughs> moments in all of these movies and shows that are just like that, that are top tier. Um, so it's yeah. like just trying to condense that into one uh, specific unit, and then how do you how do yeah. you rank that amongst everything else? But um, just getting back to the whole the whole idea of just like if if it was if they did do the movie of just like just focused very centrically on on Chucky and Tiffany um, and have those mm-hmm. moments where they they are watching things. Like I think that like probably if they just had John Ritter as a character on his own that might have been fun like just like john ritter like going after these dolls throughout the the entire movie 
I mean, John Ritter is a master. Yeah. I mean, if you go back in, you know, into archival material, like in his Three's Company episodes and in like the movie Noises Off and whatnot, he is a master of physical comedy. Yeah. He could have just been kind of like home aloneing them <laughs> the whole movie and going through like one kind of like dastardly, <laughs> like fo- them foiling his plan as he's trying to foil yeah. theirs and he's just getting hurt. I don't know that 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 that's and, a movie I would. And watch, the thing certainly. is, the thing is, even though like uh, Warren is not a sympathetic character mm-hmm. and we don't really know like what his reasons are like why he's so obsessed no for lack of a better yeah. word with with jesse and jade and just trying yeah. to to uh, uh 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 dismantle their relationship and, and all that but it's just like i still see i still see someone who's passionately trying to do it like i i i can understand him getting in there and it's just like and I'm interested in that whereas you already mentioned that the characters of Jesse and Jade they're just sort of like everything would be fine if just like we were allowed to be free but that doesn't really right, that, right, right. it doesn't it, it doesn't show us anything other than they're just trying to escape the confines of everything like all these things are pushing against them but they're not really pushing back towards anything themselves they just exist in this yeah this situation in this universe and that's all they they essentially do in it and everyone else is kind made, of dictating what, what's happening with right. them. Yeah, you just made me really wish that, like, whenever Jesse comes back, if he comes back without Jade and we find out that they didn't make it. Six um, months, yeah. It would, yeah, it'd be, it would be, that number one, that would be hilarious if they only mm-hmm. lasted six months and Chucky was right. Yeah. But um, also, if, um, if he could come to have some kind of line alluding to everything you're just talking about there, just saying like, you know, when you're young, you think, you know, all you need is for the world to give you permission to just kind of like take to the air and love the way you want. And it's a lot more complicated than that. I would love that if he kind of like learned a lesson off screen, you know, about yeah. <laughs> how to love and what, you know, like that, that time in his life and how it was, Oh my God, that would be epic. I would adore that. Yeah. He could be, he can come in and just, that's his purpose is just be like a mentor for a, a, an episode or whatever to uh, either <gasps> one of the one of the 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 kids, the younger kids, totally. Whether it's, whether it's oh my god, Jake that'd be amazing. Or, or um or Devin, Evan, Devin, 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 Evans. Devin, Devin um, Evans. Yeah, Devin. <laughs> Evans. I'm also eternally grateful to this script just because it gave me. I I called everyone a mass murderer before I saw this movie, and now I know the difference between a mass murderer and a multiple multiple murderer. murderer. (laughs) And I can actually hear it in Jesse's voice, just like, you mean multiple murderer! And I say it like that when I'm correcting people. (laughs) So, (laughs) if they say mass murderer, but they mean mean David's murderer. Hmm. No, when um, because it's the fight between Jade and Jesse. Oh, okay. When she's just like, so, so you're so you're admitting that you're a mass murderer. He's like, you mean multiple murderer? She's like, so you admit it? Because she's I losing mean, her shit. Well, what what is the number? <laughs> what is like the definition? Like, what what number do you have to get to to be considered? Uh, it's not mass. about a number. It's not about a no mass murderer is like you're in any kind of like public setting, and I guess as long oh, as oh, so like all at a, once. All at once, like he okay. said, like in a post office. Post op- That's okay. what David said. Like, yeah, like kind of setting. As long as they're all killed at at, at relatively the same time, that's mass murderer. Whereas multiple murderer is like your 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 rap sheet yeah. over the years. Like Freddie, Jason, Chucky. I don't. And but do they Michael. actually? But do they actually call them multiple murder? Like, is anyone just like, oh, that guy? He's a multiple murderer, or they they just call him like a murderer? 
it's just you know it's kind of like the difference it's the the difference between like marriage and gay marriage you know (laughs) like you don't you don't actually say like marriage is marriage murder is murder murder i want that t-shirt yeah well it just seems like uh it was just it was just something that don mancini like put in the script he's just like no because he read just like this is what mass murder meant and he's like multiple murderer even though it was no one ever comes up yeah no but it still comes up in the (laughs) yeah it, does it come I mean, up in the it, in the future uh, entries in the yeah. franchise? Okay. Yeah. It's not, it's at one point, somebody calls someone a mass murderer, and I think they're referring to like Charles Lee Ray. And I was yeah. kind of like, no, he was a multiple murderer kind of thing. I don't even remember exactly when, but I know it comes up again. I remember chuckling to myself, going like, "Oh, because multiple murderer." I love that. Uh, <laughs> I was paying attention in school, yeah. uh, in Chucky school. Um, also just, uh, if there is any kind of like moral compass, uh, at work in this movie, again, the thing that makes like Tiffany more sympathetic to me, aside from just kind of like being the one who really seems to visibly be carrying the torch in the relationship with Chucky. I also love her moral sense as a a seemingly unscrupulous person. She has her brand of morals. There are lines she won't cross like, or, or even Lines that she might forgive somebody crossing if she felt they were justified. Like when Margot Kidder's daughter, I can't remember the actress's name. I think I wrote it down somewhere. Janet Kidder, who plays um, Diane, you know, the newlyweds, the, the, the newlyweds okay. who are. I didn't know that was very Margot sucks. Kidder's daughter. Yeah. If you look at her face, you can actually kind of see the resemblance. But she and yeah. her uh, her beau are the very sex positive, shall we say, uh, couple who are open to, you know, the polyamory in the, in the honeymoon suite and everything like that. Um, the, I, I just love the fact that she's in Tiffany's eyes, she's violating kind of like the sanctity of this marriage between these two kids who Tiffany has barely kind of like been invested in. She just kind of thinks they're sweet. Then she sees yeah. someone trying to kind of like to come between them and steal their money. And she calls her, and this is the line. Yeah. She calls her that's thieving slut. She doesn't yeah. deserve to have that ring. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's well, something about it, like, yeah, that it's, yeah. it's, she crossed a line with Tiffany morally. Now you have to pay. And I, I kind of admire that. Yeah. I think that, <laughs> well, I mean, that couple, like, I don't think that they actually were sex positive to an extent of just like, <laughs> of like wanting to have like a, like an orgy, uh, between right. the, the couples. I think it was just, they were con artists and that's what a ruse. Like how, right. yeah, they, like the, the whole, purpose of that was just like going into other people's motel rooms and stealing their stuff and i think that that's what tiffany was more offended by than anything else um but it's like i definitely get a, a sense from from tiffany is just like she's a like like she she she's offended by things out of convenience like whenever it's just like okay like i you know i want to i want to kill someone but i want to like you know have it be um, justified in a way. Uh, yeah. that that's how she decides to do that. With Chucky, he was just like, yeah, that she said that I was ugly or whatever. You know, like the, the, the it, it usually comes down to like a, a, a vanity thing or just going back to the original when the old lady in the elevator says like, calls him an ugly doll. And it's just like, fuck <laughs> you. Well, because I, I think Chucky's his own. Yeah, he's certainly yeah. his own brand of opportunist. Like he kills people when he doesn't even need to. Yeah. But like, I mean, there was like an overriding kind of like motive, I guess, in the first two movies in particular. Well, in the third movie, too, like because he could always blame Andy for it, you know? Yeah. But, <laughs> but, that, but sometimes that also, he did it just for the fun, just for the fun of it. Yeah. Just like, you know what? You're around. I'll kill you. 
I, I, I doubt, I, I feel like Tiffany doesn't kill because she's bored just as often as Chucky does, you know, or just because you're around. Like, why did you climb the mountain? Because it was there. Tiffany, I think, is more impassioned. I think she requires a motive more so. It's easier, it, like, you know, for her to kill if there's, like you said, like some justification for it. Whereas I don't think Chuck, Chucky really needs yeah. to justify anything to himself or anyone else. No. So maybe no. That, therein lies the difference no, I, between I, I the two of them. I can see that. That also then begs the question as to why would they kind of set up Jesse and Jade in a way to be like uh, chased after by by the police as being these multiple murderers <laughs> if they're planning on going into their bodies. Like it's just... I mean, not that Chucky has ever been a practical killer. No. <laughs> but it's just like it's just like, is this such a good idea? Like you're trying to keep a low profile. Like these are the bodies you're you're gonna go right. into. Or they I mean, I don't think that they've decided yet. They're just like, you know, we may as well it's not until like the the end when they're in the trailer. Yeah, they're looking she's, to buy. She's yeah, she's she's putting the makeup yeah. on uh on Catherine Heigel. Um, yeah. and I I like that. I mean, I mostly like the scene for just like the the plate throwing and all that, and just like the way that like Chucky grabs the the cookie off the the plate. It's just like I don't oh, know yeah. what it is about like the the animatronics of the doll, but he's just like he's like you know it, Pookie, and just like, the way he, like <laughs> she's like coming over all Martha Stewart with the the plates and all yeah. that. I don't know. There's just something about that that I love. I even um, love that she gives it, Jesse kind of like a knowing glance, almost just kind of like, see, you could have had all this. Like, I think yeah. because obviously she was interested enough in him to come on to him earlier in the movie, you know, when she does that wonderful kind of like bounce on her while she's leaning on her car and he helps her yeah. put the foul mouth little fuck. Oh, not the foul mouth. She comments on the foul mouth little fucker and he helps her put unknowingly Damien in the trunk of her this car. Old sh- this old shit or whatever she calls it. Yeah, that's like, the way I feel about that shit with yeah. a cigarette in her mouth. <laughs> but yeah. um, I love that. Um, that's another thing. Speaking to like her morals, like I feel like she comes on to him and he's just kind of like, oh, no thanks. And she's like, why? And he's just like, well, because I'm already, you know, seeing someone. It's just kind of like, oh, well. Oh, the good ones are taken. And she just lets him go and then tells him to treat her right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, and it's, and they just kind of say goodbye, fr- you know, in, in the most friendly way. And I'm just yeah. kind of like, she respects the sanctity of like a relationship. Good for her. I think know? it's funny that but like he, he somehow remembered that conversation too, to use it against them later. Right. He, just, he doesn't strike me as a character who would like be that, uh, like conscious of like thinking of like, how do I get, how do I, like, manipulate them? Like, he doesn't seem like he would be that savvy. Well, it was the whole motive. It was his whole yeah. impetus for going to pick up Jade anyway. It's just kind of yeah. like, Jade, I'll never let you cook without me doing the dishes kind of thing. You know? yeah. Like, I mean, it's it made sense to him. It's It had a simplicity that I think yeah. appealed to, you know, his kind of homegrown, you know, Perhaps, milk-fed yeah quality <laughs> i also love when he uh when she's like trying to like hide from her or whatever like he's like been spotted and he kind of like steps back it's like oh hi what do you want no right. <laughs> <laughs> and even when jade that's another thing another strike against jade sorry again to bash jade uh but when she called when when uh she finds out that he's got this money and he's got 500 waiting for him in jersey if they just deliver these dolls tiffany asked him and he's just kind of like what has that freak gotten you into i'm like hey hey it may be true, but you yeah. don't. You didn't really earn the right to say that, so I don't like you. Because <laughs> I, I, yeah. I love that freak. You shut up about that freak. I love. And her. then of course there's so, like the the line at the end when she she uh, calls him a midget. Oh God! Yeah. Yes. 
No, she, she's she's not, just no, very problematic. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, again, like maybe the second best thing. I think the best thing she does is unlock the car for him. But I think the second best thing she does is when he's trying to it, when they're in the trailer and they're trying to bait the fight between Chucky and Tiffany. She picks up on it like right away, and she didn't even know that that came from her. But she picks it. She still somehow packs up, and he's just like, "Hey, uh, she's not much of a." You know, not much of a housekeeper, though, right? And he's just kind of like, hey, babe, you know, those dishes aren't going to do themselves. It's just like, the least he can do is a dish. (laughs) I, like, at least she picked up on that and then kicked. I mean, it's one of the funniest things that happens that she does uh, for me is when she just punts. Tiffany into the yeah. <laughs> I always get upset though when like when after Tiffany comes out and she's all charred because it's like we just watched oh. we watched her get all fabulous uh early on to to, to, to Blondie <laughs> and now it's like all of it is ruined. Everything's destroyed. Yeah. And I mean and I feel bad for I feel bad for Tiffany. I feel like and that's the, that's another thing that annoys me in that scene is just like it's clearly like the camera naturally wants to hold on on tiffany and just like as she's watching like this boring couple get together and just like oh true love um <laughs> but it's it always goes back to them and it's just like no i'm interested in tiffany like i want to i want to like linger on her i want to be her in with her as she's observing these people i don't want to be with oh. them it's it's see that <laughs> Maybe it's a tell for me with characters. Yeah. There's something, and this is probably just like a personal thing, but I like seeing like, okay, if a character sees a couple who's like, you know, lovey-dovey and, you know, in the first th- you know stages of being in love and everything like that, or even like, you know, finding out that they're in love, like, is there a response? There's usually, it usually bones down to like two responses. There's either like, uh, oh, that's sweet. Or, ugh, and look away. Roll eyes and look away kind of thing. Yeah. And um, I kind of like the fact that, like, it's established that obviously, like, Chucky's not going to be watching them, you know, <laughs> kind of fondly. But I don't know. It's, it's Again, it's it's just one more. It is one more thing that I feel like I get to know about Tiffany. Like, she's going to, like, watch two people who think they're in love who are, you know, just kind of, like, minding their own business and be like, I think it's sweet. Yeah. But um, I also, just to speak to, like what we do get from Tiffany. I do. It does make me, I do feel bad for her towards the end. Like I don't like seeing her chart. And I especially, even though I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing because of the situation that Jesse's in after, you know, like Chucky basically abducts quote unquote Jade, you know, <laughs> gets her to carry him to the cemetery. Cause he's pointing a gun at her. But mm-hmm. um, the fact that Jesse knows that the only real playing card he has is Tiffany and he doesn't want her you know, to be this kind of like, you know, wild card. So he grabs her by the hair mm-hmm. and starts running with her. And we just hear Jennifer Tilly going, ah, 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 <laughs> yeah, ah, ow, ow, ah, ah. And I'm just like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> but um, I like that by the end, again, like the level of pathos we can reach with these puppets, these animatronic mm-hmm. robots um, that are endowed with, you know, human, the means to like communicate human emotion and everything yeah. like that. The fact that, like, this character who we've just, you know, met basically, like, 90 minutes ago or 88 minutes ago um, has the capacity to kind of recognize that all of this shit that is happening to Chucky and Tiffany now is kind of – they kind of deserve mm-hmm. because they were selfish and they were reckless with other people's lives and other people's happiness. Mm-hmm. And and it, it to this day – I hope someone uncovers the tracks. I hope they were saved somewhere because there is a track, a a take 
that uh, Brad Dureff and Jennifer Tilly recorded because a lot of their dialogue they recorded in the same room performing with each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's another reason why that dynamic works so well. Um, you've got two, not that I give the Oscars anything, <laughs> but you've got two Oscar nominated actors playing these roles and, um, and they deserve them. Yeah. Um, but the fact that, uh, the moment where I remember hearing, uh, Don Mancini talk about this, the take between Brad Dourif and Jennifer Tilly, where she's saying like, uh, we belong dead and all of that. Um, it was a particular, it, they just hit a note in this particular take where she said the line, wrong and she said we should be dead and she started to cry and brad duraf started to cry (laughs) and whatever other dialogue i don't know if it made it into the final cut so you know they probably talked a lot more but whatever exchange they had that followed that they were both crying till the end till they yelled cut and don mancini couldn't use it because he wanted the parallel of her watching you know, Bride of Frankenstein in the beginning of the movie. And the line is, we belong dead. (laughs) And he thought, I don't know if people are going to get it. I think we would have. I think it would have been incredible. It's still a great take, the one they used, where she got the line right. I mean, I get the emotionality. But just the fact that, like, these two characters are, 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 these two actors are, like, you know, so connected to this relationship they've established that it's moving them to tears as they both, you know, decide that they deserve to perish or witness each other you know like perishing i don't know there's something about that that i find absolutely exquisite and i'm really at least glad i know that that take existed i don't know if it exists anymore but i want to hear it i want to hear it I'll any footage you see of the two of them the the, the yeah. new release um, okay but maybe. any i have seen footage of them performing though like alternate takes of other scenes and it's always fascinating I'm yeah. just kind of like, I could watch that forever. Well, yeah, there's one I saw recently. It was on Instagram reels of just like yeah. the, the the back and forth. I don't know if it was from this movie or... Uh, it was from this. Scene. It was, who's yeah. Martha Stewart? And she's like, my, my idol. idol. <laughs> <laughs> and I love because he even, really gets into like, if you, if you like yeah. watch him do the readings like he's just like it's almost like he's like ready to pull out his hair he's just that frustrated with yeah. like that's that's this chucky voice you just have to be frustrated with everything that you're saying yeah there's this it's great like, it behavior ain't, it ain't easy being chucky <laughs> no <laughs> well because she delivers that line and what does martha say when guests drop by and you haven't had time to shop and you see the take the, the camera goes to him in the recording studio and he just kind of goes like like he throws his arms up like what but he doesn't say it because it's not a line but he's interacting with her he's you know he's working off of her and oh my god it's oh as an actor like i or former actor i don't know what the fuck i am as one who has acted i appreciate (laughs) the the craft in, in in any of their exchanges so and then of course the reactions some of my favorite facial reactions from chucky doll is when she's like fuck martha stewart and he kind of goes what? <laughs> His eyes just go all, yeah. all buckwheat, you know, from Little Rascals. One of my favorites later when is... Yeah. Well, I was going to say one of my favorites yeah. is like when she is resurrected and he's kind of like... Because he's he, he does the similar thing. It's like, what a crock. Oh. And then she's like raised up behind him and she's just like... Mm-hmm. She hasn't announced her presence yet. Uh, but then yeah. she screams and he's kind of like... And... and <laughs> <laughs> lights up a little and turns around (laughs) like he wasn't expecting it like kind of it kind of like threw him off for a second there right right and also in the thick of their fight when she's saying take it from me honey plastic is still no substitute for a big hunk of wood and he does this 
like drop jaw, <laughs> kind of angry, but also just kind of, I don't know, it's just a wacky expression from him. Yeah. It's one of, uh, it's hilarious. It's I, like, I, I, oh no, you did. had so much fun. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> It would have been funny if they could have just one take with his hand on his hip and the other hand just kind of, you know, <laughs> waving a finger in the air. <laughs> Very, but I also appreciate like the setting, like the fact that they're they're on a trailer and they started on a trailer together and here they're oh, kind Jesus. of, you know, ending on a trailer. And I just I don't know, it just feels so incredibly like, you know, the background like Jerry, Jerry, the Jerry Springer show, which existed Back in the day, yeah. um, where you know this kind of fighting was very, very common, um, mm-hmm. these kind of outbursts, you know, yeah. they, they were cheered on. Uh, so I don't know. All of that makes me very, very happy. Um, yeah. Apparently, uh, Gina Gershon yeah. was considered for the role of Tiffany. Really, I'm just looking through some trivia here. Yeah, whether that's true I mean, or not, I don't know. But uh, I mean, it would have been a is... very different. It would have yeah. been. It, 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 I, I think she could have given an incredible performance also. I mean, we know from Showgirls, she knows when she's in something campy and she knows how yeah. to sell it and own it uh, and still well, be connected you, and interesting. But. Do you think The Bride of Chucky is campy, though? I think it, uh, because it doesn't take itself too seriously uh, as a rule, like it, I think they understand. It, it feels like a movie that understands. Well, because it is what satire. Is. We 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 talked about that. Yeah, yeah. So it it leans because it leans into comedy. Comedy has to kind of know what it is, so you can work out the rhythm and the beats. And does is this line funny and everything? You have to know you're doing a comedy. Whereas camp, you know, for for you and I, as far as you and I have discussed, is usually most effective when it's accidental. Yeah. So um, I'd say the camp is probably. The, the idea of camp is probably finds its way in because there are elements where it does take itself seriously, like, you know, the, the, the death exchange between the two of them. And even just like the craft behind these, these puppets has to be intentional. So yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe kind of accidentally, uh, maybe campy isn't the right word. I don't yeah. know. But, um, no, no, that's fair. I just, cause not, I'm, cause I'm always yeah. interested when, whenever this, this subject comes up, because I mean, like to, off the top of my head, two movies that I would consider to be camp are Halloween 5 and Friday the 13th 5. <laughs> <laughs> I think just like when... Because it's just, un- when, when something is good, unintentionally, like in yeah. spite of itself. Uh, whereas yeah. I feel like all, of th- all the things that make Bride of Chucky good are intentional. They were, they were designed that way. Yeah, but also there, there is a larger-than-life aspect to it that feels uh, like... If somebody called it camp, I wouldn't say, you're wrong! I'd yeah. be like... As long as they're connected performances that are also larger than life, I think that could potentially qualify it for camp alone. Yeah. But um, it's so many other things, too. It's really when you get into the weeds of it, I mean, where even the least interesting characters are characters that you and I can go on and on and on about <laughs> like we have been. Um, I, it, it, it's saturated, uh, a very saturated piece with a lot of... Uh, Quality work and other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm happy about that. And also I, I do want it to, I don't want it to go unsaid. I think the waterbed kill is my favorite out of the entire film. Um, it's a great moment. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that I, it totally makes sense that that's what ignites Chucky's desire and makes him want to commit to her, at least at that particular moment in the moments that follow. <laughs> so that makes me happy. Yeah. No, it's very, it's very memorable. Unfortunately, that was another 
bit that got uh, that's actually when it first started getting choppy on my my 4k disc oh, but um no, no i remember I it's, you get it's, a new disc it's committed to memory my well of my course. fear is that is it gonna do the same thing with the uh seed curse and cult um <sighs> fucking scream factory but um who knows? Maybe it's my player. I don't know. I'm, I might be jumping the gun here. But I just watched something Maybe the other night. I just watched something the other well, night, and it was fine. So you never know. Yeah. Did you check the underside of the disc? Are there any fingerprints on? There it was nothing. Like no. Okay. No scratch. No fingerprints. Um, do you clean your player? Do you put in like the disc that like is there a little thing brush to on do it? that? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you can get. It. I still do that with my player, and it it helps. I'll it. try it twice. I'll try a, dif- a different 4K and see what happens. But, okay. um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can't get my fingers crossed for y'all. Yeah. I am, yeah, I feel like we've kind of exhausted everything there is to say. Because that's the thing, like, this is not, like, it's not really a big epic movie. Like, it's a very small, self contained story, um, which I uh-huh. think most of the Child's Play movies actually are. Like, I don't think that, like, we really get and, and that's what makes them so special because each one is so unique in its own way but sure. this might this one might be the most or just the the least um um, um intricate of of any of the stories because it, it's it's essentially it's her and then she becomes the doll right. this is like this is the premise <laughs> she becomes the doll and they have to get the heart of dumbala and then there's it, a couple. Yeah. Yeah. There, it's, it's epic because of what comes after it become because yeah. it's a part of like a large overarching yeah. story. That's, I, that's what makes it. And I think epic. also because like in spite of themselves, like uh, Chucky and Tiffany, mm-hmm. nothing is going right. Nothing is going the way that they want it to be. It's just like at the end when she's like, we belong dead. Like you yeah. said, she just realizes that like everything, this situation that we've gotten ourselves in, like we did to ourselves. Um, which is a point in the favor. You know, maybe I am being too critical of the the back half of this movie. Um, but yeah, it's just it's sort of like this. It's this idea of just like we're we're this is the movie. This is where we're going, and it just never happens. It's like a, a continuous uh, series of just things not panning out as as they should until we get to the end. And like this is like I would have never imagined like at the beginning of Bride of Chucky that this is where yeah. it would end. Um, I- I, I, it'd be interesting if, if well, you sat from it from beginning to end of the next time, if you got more of a sense of things paying off, because I did need some time away from it for a while, because I think I watched it pretty regularly in yeah. the years past, like, uh, especially 2000s and 2010s. But, um, yeah. now that, now that it's been, I think maybe a little over a year, I don't remember. We did, we did it for the old pod. I remember that. And I think that was the last time I watched it. So enough time and space really helped me. Did we do it you know, for the old pod? I think we did. I don't remember I doing. Think we did. I don't remember doing any Chucky movies. I'll have really? to look into it. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we talked about and addressed some things before, but I don't remember. I I could be like, wrong. Yeah, don't ask me. I'm, I, so could I. I'm I usually no I, I usually I, am. You know. <laughs> okay. Well, then if we didn't, then it's been even longer than I than I remember. Um, yeah. But uh, th- yeah, uh, I, I also just like completely sidebar. I I adore the fact that it's another clue about tiffany and who she is she can watch the bride of frankenstein and cry i love that she can be moved to tears and empathize mm-hmm. with frankenstein's monster it says so much about her and why she is with chucky yeah. <laughs> i actually you know what i think that like actually her death scene i mean aside from the the waterbed one like her her kill 
yeah. is also like really well done. Like I love the bubbles. Oh, I love yeah. like Chucky just like kind of like walking into that like the yeah. the curtain, the, the shower uh, curtain thing. That yeah. Uh, um, that yeah, effect, like the that was really good, and just like yeah, the yeah. TV coming up, and just the fact that the TV hasn't been destroyed yet, it's still yeah. playing the movie. <laughs> I mean, as far as like TV deaths go, like Stu Mocker, <laughs> Tiffany Valentine, right. I, I, I think, I think they, they they might actually do it better here. Um, but but that's that's I'm just saying that right now. I don't know if I can commit to that uh, uh, completely, right. but it, yeah, it's good. I think that like. I'm trying to think of like what were the other deaths uh, aside from the cop. Um, I think I think the events around that is what makes it entertaining, and like the the stoner mm-hmm. just like rude fucking doll man, right? Uh, right, right and and right. Tiffany's <laughs> Tiffany's reactions and all that. Um, and yeah, uh-huh. the guy at the beginning, she slices her th- his throat with the the nail file. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the pillow muffling Damien and right. David David with that Mack truck. Oh, that <laughs> was that hilarious. Story. That was just funny. <laughs> yeah, and, I, uh, again, the... I watch it and I'm just kind of like, this is proof that it, they're wrong in Scriform where they say, like, in order to survive a horror movie, you basically have to be gay. I'm like, yeah. this is case in point. He wasn't even killed by the killers. Like, he was killed by circumstance. <laughs> Around, yeah. And I love the, like, don't move. That works too. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> um, no, that was good. But that you know, it's like, yeah, you have to be gay, but maybe like be gay. Maybe have gay agency. You know. Yeah. There you go. Don't um, don't just be there to kind of like uplift yeah. your your straight. And even and even like in that in the first scene where we're introduced to the like when he when they're driving away and then Jesse reveals himself in the back seat. I feel like we're still more within the perspective of David because he's sort of like as their chauffeur. It's just like why he's still the most interesting one out of all three of them. Yeah. Yet he has just no yeah. character agency. So. No. Yeah, and then and then the poor uh, coroner at the end, or or the, whoever the, who's exhuming the the coffin. Oh, um, <laughs> just, yeah, he who just shot off uh, screen. The one, the one who always reminds me of Malcolm McDowell when I look at him, and then I'd see his face, and I'm like, oh, that's so not Malcolm McDowell. But um, he's got he's got kind of like that Malcolm McDowell, like in especially in like Rob Zombie's Halloween quality for me, Lieutenant Preston. No, I'm talking about that. No, there was like. I don't know if he's dead. He was just being attacked. I mean, like the guy who was digging up the grave. We don't actually see him. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That guy. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, did you already mention Warren? Yeah, Warren with Warren. the with the. Well, first the, the yeah. That's a, that's another <laughs> thing that like I love about all the child's play. I mean, it might have started here because I don't really remember it too much in the first three, where Don Mancini just like really leaned into the references to other horror yeah. movies, and. Right. And it's done in a, and this is like when Scream does it best is when it's sort of not really like name droppy. Cause I feel like that's where it is now when you have like the right. scenes of Mindy just being like Halloween and Friday the 13th and blah, blah, blah. And like, this sure. is not how Kevin Williamson would do. I mean, Kevin Williamson yeah. would obviously mention these things, but there would actually be, be stuff implemented in the movie, which also I'll give credit to Wes Craven for which is like this is something that we've previously saw in a different movie and that's what sure. Don Mancini that's like Don Mancini does references right and because you, mm. you you know you have like the the head turning around uh, in, on Chucky at the beginning which like Exorcist you you, yes. you have like the 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 one that you mentioned and even like going into the next movie like the 
it's almost like building up the expectation when he chops through the door and you're expecting him to say the line that you think he's going to say. Just like, I can't think of a single thing to say right thing now. Thing to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it, and even going into the series of just like, I think she's yes, starting to yes. suspect something. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, very like so. that's like Don Mancini, like why, like, first of all, he like, he's gay and he loves horror movies. And it's just like, yes. it's, it's just a perfect combination of mm-hmm. just, just making like, that's why this franchise is so good. His point of view. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I mean, had Kevin Williamson, you know, stuck more uh, closely with, with Scream, things might have been different, but that's that's a whole nother can of worms. Yeah. I'm just I looking through these old podcasts and I don't see any Chucky. Uh, okay. Oh, I, then I, okay. It's been even longer and I was mistaken. <laughs> yeah. I'll own it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just, that's just the old one. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Anything else you want to add before we uh, do some cherry picking? The only reference I can think of prior to this movie that I definitely that I right away comes to mind is just the the slow approach of the foster mom in two, and then the turnaround reveal makes oh, me think about Mrs. Right. Bates and Psycho. Yeah. That might have that been was, the first one. I don't know. Yeah, that I was very. Know, I think it that is. was very psycho. We we might have discussed more on that episode. I'd have to. I, I never go back and listen to our episodes, but the <laughs> I, I seem to recall because this conversation that just one came up. up. We, it did yeah, come we, up. Yeah, but we, yeah, we talked about like references and and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, there 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 could be more. Okay. Anyway, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap this up and let's get to the cherry picker. It's not like they First order of business, cherry on top. I mean, come on. You know? Come on. Come on. <laughs> it's not even a conversation. Just put come her there. On. It's, it's <laughs> Tiffany Valentine. Yeah. Um, and she only gets better. I mean, it's it, it'll be interesting to see the the trajectory of the cherry picker or the cherry on top <laughs> uh, as, when we when we do right. move through the other movies. Because who wait, who did we have? We had every time I have to be reminded of this, Karen in one. I need the uh, spreadsheet. Hold on. Was it? Was it? <laughs> that's remember. right. Amethyst Frost and and the spreadsheet of just like all the facts. Um, but I think it was it was Andy in in uh, in, in two, two, and then three was was Chucky. I think you're right. Yeah, and now I'm, and now I'm, I'm waiting Tiffany. for it to load here. Yeah. Here, let me see. Okay. Go well, on. anyway. <laughs> well, look, while you're doing that, uh, let's let's bring up the the poll results right. from last week. So, uh, last week we asked you all uh, who deserves to die the most in Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Mm-hmm. I nominated Rick Bombay. You nominated Shelley Finkelstein. Uh-huh. Uh, and those are like, cano- canonically their their last names, I guess, according to yeah the internet. Across Patreon, Instagram, and YouTube, the final vote was 238 for Rick versus 903 for Shelly. Wow. Maybe I should have uh, nominated uh, Chili. (laughs) Just just to see if she would have been. Final standoff, we could have seen. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Um, So far, I've got. Karen Barkley in, in one, Andy Barkley in two. There we go. And that's I'm looking at, where's three? Three is somewhere in here. Um, uh, Charles Play 3. Yeah, it's Chucky. It's Chucky, yes. Yeah, it was recent, okay. I remember, yeah. Speaking Thank of you, Ameth- Amethyst. Speaking of Amethyst, Frost, uh, first comment. 
the first time I saw this movie when I was an overweight teen with low self-esteem and a chip on my shoulder, I had some amount of sympathy for Shelley at that time. But rewatching mm. as an adult, he really is so much more unbearable than I remembered. And yeah. Vera sums up the situation perfectly when she tells him, I do... Do you want to say it? I know you're, you're, you're... I do like you, but not when you do these stupid things. <laughs> Only for him to call her a bitch under his breath. Kill him, especially because him dying gives us the, the camp perfection of... Shirley's dead! He's dead! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh my god! And I misquoted for anybody who's like banging their head against their dashboard. It's not when you act like a jerk, that's what follows. But I do like you. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Well, the way that the way that Amethyst uh, quoted it here was, but not when you act like this. Okay, it's not when you act like a jerk is the line. Uh, I just double checked my notes because I want. Oh my I was god! Like, Sorry, I'm just yeah. I was shook <laughs> oh my god. when I saw that oh Shirley beat Shelley by one vote on the old podcast. P.S. Right. Since Bride of Chucky is the next episode, can I give a dishonorable shout out to the girl at the rest stop who shrieks? There they are. I don't know, I don't know if that's how she said it. At Jesse and Jade, despite them being nowhere near. Needle Nose's car when it explodes. She's an irrelevant <laughs> bit part, but I can't stand her. Totally my version of the blood is too red guy. Uh, or I like the way you think. In the video store I like, doesn't know I, D. Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you think, Amethyst. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't even think about her. Yeah, she does suck. No, me neither. Um, uh, his, his, his that was a very difficult one for me. Historian. <laughs> Shelley yeah. has revolting nice guy energy. It retroactively sometimes angers that he's the, orig- the origin of I- iconic Jason's mask. John Mills Sip. How on earth could you not vote for uh, Shelley for this one? He was a downright mm. terror. I have never felt more satisfied with the character dying. And I still uh, want him to die again. Rob Rangel, interested in hearing y'all's take on this movie, at least out of the original quadrilogy. It's my favorite entry. I thought about voting yeah. Rick because I was off put by how little he, how little care he showed Chris and her trauma. But Shelley yeah. was annoying by pulling rude pranks and playing victim. I ultimately voted mm-hmm. Shelley. I predict Shelley is Zach's pick as Rick seems someone Eddie would be more bothered by. Oh, wow. We can still surprise okay. people. Yeah, right? Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> I almost wish I did pick Chilena. I just picked Rick because he's boring. <laughs> um, uh, where are we here? Okay. Shelly's memorable. Rick, Rick less so. Rick's death is more memorable than Rick is. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, there's that. The, the wire that you can visibly see yes. on the eyeball is more memorable <laughs> than than Rick. His death has more dimension than his character. Um, Mary Jo Conrad is more memorable than Rick. I don't even know true. Rick's last name. <laughs> it's Bombay. <laughs> I know. You just said it, and I still don't know. I'm not going to retain it. I will never remember it. I guarantee you. <laughs> David Naja. In defense of Shelley, he is the one responsible for Jason's iconic hockey mask. So I guess that's a different uh, argument. The same argument, but different sides. All right. Um, oh, gosh. Is she going to be okay? 
Oh, it's just almost <laughs> for dinner, but it's not quite yet. She's just meowing because she usually does. I'm surprised she didn't start an hour ago. But anyway, go on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David uh, Garrido. All of Shelley's scenes mostly have him pranking everyone, including faking his death at one point. So it's not surprising that Jason killed him. Sean Prinsick, first vote again. So exciting. Shelley for sure. He was so obnoxious and terrible to everyone around him. This makes it even more satisfying when Jason takes his hockey mask and uses it throughout the franchise, almost as an FU to Shelley. However, I hate how some people will actually tell the actor how much they hate Shelley. If you hate a character, Aww. recognize that those feelings are centered on the character and not the actor. The art is different from the artist. I don't remember Rick at all, which explains my feelings towards this movie in general. Outside of the oh. funky opening theme, I can never remember anything about this film. Most people seem oh. to really love it, but I don't get it. For a semi-standard Friday adventure, I'd rather pick part seven. Wow. I mean, I liked it the least I've liked it in a while after this screening, but I yeah. still think it's memorable. I still yeah. find it very memorable. And I was talking so. to Eric because uh, he was watching it at the same time that I did. And and, uh, and he said it was the best experience he ever had watching I know. This, so. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, always. I, 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 there's quite a few people who are very, very beholden to this film. And that's fine. And that's fine. just because you have a different opinion, it doesn't mean you're wrong. Yeah. It just means that or you, us. It just means that you kind of suck, but you know. Oh God! There we go. <laughs> the inescapable. That's just why you're chucking. <laughs> I am not chucking. And then it's, it's like the here's back, the, the backhanded. Now here's the here's the, the check. The, the backhanded compliment. Yeah. Very. <laughs> uh, Dylan Jameson. This was perhaps the hardest cherry picker for quite some time for me. On one hand, there's Rick who gives me a weird, creepy vibe and totally dismisses Chris Higgins when she's talking about her experience with Jason. But then there's yeah. Shelly, and he has always pissed me off so much because of his mindset. I'm a nice guy. Yeah. You should like me. Gives off major gaslighter and narcissistic vibes to me. Yeah. Although he does have Absolutely. self-esteem issues, as seen earlier in the film, when he has a line putting himself yeah. down based on his looks, he still is my choice to die. Mm-hmm. Would you be yourself Jock. if you look like this? It is an incredibly quotable movie, too. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Kramer. Shelley is the definition of being friend zoned. Ooh. <laughs> the cinematic manifestation of being friend zoned. Yeah. yeah. Agree. Agree. Fred Hodder. Honestly, this one was hard to choose as they both get on my nerves. I ended up choosing Shelly just because Rick had the better death, even if it looks admitted and admittingly goofy, as at yeah. least there is no one running around yelling, Rick's dead. <laughs> God, I was happy when she got skewered like a redacted. <sighs> pig plus i didn't like the way he acted towards vera i would i would hate to see how that played out if jason hadn't shown up mm. yeah. they need to get uh chili back just for like just insert her in every like friday the 13th movie after everyone dies to just like run in and out of each scene saying this person <laughs> x person is dead <laughs> it's like who invited her <laughs> what's with the soccer mom yeah. Right. <laughs> oh wait, she's got a boot full of weed <laughs> around her neck. A boot full of weed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should have. I should have nominated her. 
Oh, well. Matthias Egeman. Shelley is maybe a magician. He can pack his weights to little suitcase with a spear gun yes. and a mask. His jokes are just yeah. no fun, even without a killer in the woods. Yeah, that's, that's his, 100%. His, he, he can pack his whole life in that little thing. So I guess there's, not, there's, there's really not much of a life. I just wish that there could have been like a face palm on Vera after he's just like, you'll see. And she just go, oh, God, no, yeah. please. It's I don't like, want to see. It's like, is it too late to drive me back home? It's like her, exactly. the only reason she went on this trip was to get away from her mother, you know? Probably. Probably. Yeah. I think that's why she stayed. And also, she's she's. I think she's more decent than I am, certainly. Yeah. That would have been, a, like, if she had lasted a little longer and there had been, like, other people dying and then for her to just be like... Oh, I wish, you know, she could have had the Mary Joe Conrad argument, like not Mary Joe Conrad, just been like, oh, I should have stayed at home with my mom, you know, like I, I would have had a much better time arguing with her than than dying here with you people. She <laughs> could have had the, the Angelina, the Angelina moment, just like, <laughs> die with a bunch of second rate Friday the 13th actors. Like you! <laughs> And then <laughs> Chris Higgins and and uh, Rick just watch her get dragged off screen. <laughs> yeah. That would have been great. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Silent Saturn. I vote for Shelley because he is stupid. Prank made Rick put his shirt back on. Not cool, Shelley. I was just enjoying the view. Seeing the, <laughs> the wallet tickled me though. I remember all the kids had those kinds back in the day i was all about having the velcro in flashy yeah. colors i think mine were black with neon yellow outlines oh, what do you think of burgundy and it my was burgundy and it had a sunset on it oh i don't a velcro wallet that i had yeah i don't remember <laughs> wallets uh except the one i've had i've had for like ever uh it, it was my first it was what my you, first so that's why i remember it what do you yeah? think do you, do you think that rick is hot um, I think he's aesthetically pleasant. Like, I get it. Like, yeah. I would have. I, I, I remember, again, it was one of those cases where because they weren't so forthcoming, or at least I didn't read it <laughs> uh, about the whole uh, assault thing, you know, they, I didn't get that angle. I thought she just was traumatized from being, I guess, dragged by him or something when I was a kid. So the fact that like this guy is like pulling these bales of hay and she's just saying, no, 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 no. Just let me get a chance to know you. But I'm like, this is a good way to get to know him. Just come yeah. on, strip it off. Like that was my, but I was a hormone closeted, a hormone laden yeah. closeted teen, you know? So of course I was going to be like, get on it, honey. He's glistening. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I never, I, I never got that appeal with him. I, oh, okay. maybe it's just cause he's so, he's so like of that era. Like he just like, Seems like, yeah. like you know, maybe if he if if he just like had a different style of just like a, a different time, it might have looked different. But like I uh, like the the what was his face in two, um, uh, played by Russell Todd, uh, the oh, one who's like um, the, um, he's kind of like the prankster. He's the one that like steals. Um, yes, the, Scott. Scott. Um, yeah, Scott, he was always he was yes. always like my my uh, my secret oh, yeah. friend of the thirteenth crush and. Um, no, I usually I don't think looked for a crush per movie. Yeah. I usually looked for somebody to have a crush on per movie. There was there was no one. I can't think of anyone in the first one. I mean, maybe um, what's his face who dies last? Um, I don't even remember his name. Um, oh, um, the, but the one who's um, I should know it. What is because uh, Adrian King says? I know like, it's been too long. Bill's out there. Bill's uh, out Bill, there. Bill. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bill. 
<laughs> yeah, and the and the and the and in in part three, I don't I don't know. I don't, oh, I wouldn't yeah. choose I wouldn't choose Rick first. I don't yeah. think. I think I'd probably go with. Um, I can't remember any other names. The one who got her pregnant. The one who got the girl oh. pregnant. What was his name? Andy. Because that's hot. I might have yeah. gone. And, I might have gone. Andy. For Andy. Yeah. Because um, even while I was watching, I was like, "There's nothing particularly striking about him, but he's he's easy on the eyes, you know." Okay. I, I, yeah, so we think we're gonna we'll, we'll we'll pick a we'll we'll pick a, a Friday the Thirteenth crush. Ooh, <laughs> Which movie? per movie. Do we have well, do we have one for Freddy versus Jason? Um, I don't know. I don't... Oh, good question. I mean, I think I mentioned in the pod that uh, what's his name, the one whose brother committed suicide. Um, oh, um, uh, I was going to say fr- Frizzle, but no, Frizzle's the the one who's the, the, the one who says uh, co- <laughs> the one who says coffee, make friends with it, and everything. I mean, I will say he flashes us his butt, and it's not bad, like you know. So okay. <laughs> I'll have to think on you know, it. Oh, because I, I don't yeah, remember. I will too. Because uh, what other guys? It's him and Will, and it's I wouldn't choose you. You uh, bag on me because you really feel bad about yourself. I'm not going to choose yeah, that guy. No, no. I'm not going to choose no. the J- the Jay and Silent Bob ripoff guy, the stoner. Um, even though he's cute now, um, I would choose him now. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's tough. I choose Freddie. <laughs> no, I know who I would choose. I would choose um 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 uh, uh the the cop played by Lachlan Monroe. There you oh. go. Problem solved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's let's. let's just. <laughs> I forgot about him. Like the movie. The, the movie literally forgets about him. I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like nothing happens. Like even his death is so incidental. I can't yeah. even remember if he has a death. He does, but I don't yeah. remember what it no, is. No, he got electrocuted. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, sure. Lock saving. Him in row. Saving. What's yeah. Show us. Yeah. Show us that baby dick from Scary Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, where, where are we? XXRE2 Evil XX. Rick for me. Uh, We're we're back to talking about who we want to die. Uh, Rick for me, (laughs) even though Shelly's death (laughs) is low-key needed more in order to finish Jason's signature look. Slammin' Sammy Joe once again reminded how even if Jason wasn't there, someone definitely would have been dead before the end of summer. Yeah. (laughs) Who? Okay. <laughs> Who would have been dead? <laughs> so, someone. Shelley. Oh no! I think because the the they would have burned the 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 place down. <laughs> the biker gang. Oh right! Yeah. The barn. Yeah. Okay. The barn. Yeah. Wow! So cool. <laughs> yeah. Look at this! This feels good. Yeah. I like her. <laughs> Fox. She was great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Paul B. Don't know why Shelley gets so much hate aside from the final girl. He's the only memorable character in this fun but forgettable installment. Oh, I disagree. Meme City. Rick got his head crushed, eye popped, and thrown through a damn window. And all we wanted was to smash. All he wanted was. Wait, all. I'm just reading what it says. All we wanted was to smash Chris Higgins. LOL. I think it's he. All he yeah. wanted was to yeah. smash Chris Higgins. Yeah, because okay. like I didn't want to smash her. <laughs> no, <laughs> she. she no I, didn't, one, I didn't pick her. <laughs> no one on this pod that we're recording right now ever wanted to smash Chris Higgins. No, yeah, thank you. No. <laughs> um, 
Thomas <laughs> Baker. That way. Thomas no. Baker. My vote goes to Shelley, and that is all. Okay. S- Scaredy Cat. A friend and I just showed another friend this movie for his first time yesterday. And I took a screenshot of this before choosing, and they both chose Rick, and I'm in the same boat for same boat lol fuck rick sure shelly was annoying but i felt for him more than rick who was one of the more emotionally unintelligent characters but also has a connection to our main final girl no way definitely doesn't feel that connection a lot of red flags from this dude and then a shrug (laughs) and then a shrug crying emoji um exactly yeah there's there's nothing connecting him to this movie or to Chris. <laughs> Sucked, says Rick, because Shelley brings a much-needed personality that is missing from the other main characters, minus the Cheech and Chong characters and the bikers, who are straight-up embarrassing and obvious for the time period. It is mind-blowing that the stoner character came back into popularity in the early to mid-2000s, i.e. Freddy versus Jason, good lord. <laughs> Who you were just talking Much about. Much needed. Yeah, right. <laughs> Much needed. I've never heard Shelley described yeah. that way, but okay. I sure. Uh <laughs> uh b- by G B. This is my favorite one. Well, oh, there we go. No. So, it, it's it's always someone's favorite. Blue yeah. blueberry Saturn. Aw, Shelley. These people are mean. <laughs> he just wanted to be accepted by a bunch of assholes. Can't anyone relate? <laughs> No, we can relate, but it's the way he went about it, like continually looking for sympathy when he's the one who keeps painting himself into a corner. He needs to learn some tact. Like the fact that people are angry every time you try to get attention should probably tell you something, especially if you're a teenager and not like a five-year-old. But whatever. G-Boney. Fuck Rick. He provides nothing and was just Chris's hay bale slinging denim wearing barn candy. Shelly and Vera. (laughs) Barn candy. The... Shelly and Vera had the only relationship that was close to relatable, and more screen time should have been devoted to them. My only regret is Jason didn't squeeze out both of Rick's eyeballs. On a happier note, I thought the saw pod was one of your best ever. Great insight and laughs by the bullful. Well, thank you. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. I don't even I don't even remember recording it. I know we did, but I can't remember. We did what we just a few about. weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Winter Wonder. Gotta be Shelly. Rick is boring, but kind of hot in a douchey early 80s way. And he had to pull up with Chris's or sorry, he had to put up with Chris's BS. <laughs> Nobody deserves that. But Shelly is just cringe. Eddie was on point with everything he said. He was so unlikable. And the movie tried so hard to make him sympathetic. And yes, Vera deserved so much better than what she got. Mm. Vera Sanchez, Chris Higgins are the OG Helen Shivers, Julie James. I've actually oh seen fans of the franchise called Vera a bitch for not giving Shelly a chance. As stated <gasps> oh. by Eddie, Vera treated Shelly better than he deserved and would have probably come around to him if he wasn't such a dummy. Plus... Flip the sex of the characters around and make Vera studly Latino Poppy Victor and have frumpy Bob <laughs> Ross fro lady Shelley make advances towards him. Those same doucherinos would be mocking Shelley for being annoying and way out of her league. Gotta love those sexist mm. incel fanboys. Nice insight. Um, okay, thanks for sharing that. Jace the 13th. Rick, because he is a 45-year-old man trying to get with a teenager. (laughs) 
he definitely like we're we're in Jesse Jade territory where she's obviously underage and he's he, you know should not be poking around there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I still not. I I I mean, I I, I still would for for uh, Jesse. I mean, but if I were. I mean, I would too, but the problem is 17-year-old me would have made a mistake, you know, yeah. <laughs> running away with him. I would have been like, let's wait until my 18th birthday, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can we, no, I would not I have I wish run. I would have had the presence of mind. I would not have <laughs> run away. I don't want to like, I mean, I know that her search situation is different, but I mean, I like to be close yeah. to home, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be away from your albums and your Blu-rays, all your physical media and stuff. Like, yeah. you can't take all of that with yeah. you in the van. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. That's otherwise, like, not think a of that's how of anything. No, she has no <laughs> fandom towards anything. But that, that's like, <laughs> at a certain point, if that was me, like Chucky and Tiffany would just get so fed up because you'd be like, "What's with this guy? Why has he got to bring the whole fucking house with him? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, let's kill him and just find someone else." <laughs> You'd just be gazing lovingly, like holding your collectibles at, at and looking at Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the Dan Tierg, he called Vera a bitch. Need to say more? Uh, Elliot yeah. from Orlando. Ooh, this movie. So many picks for the cherry picker from our leading <laughs> lady who makes her pregnant friends sleep in a goddamn hammock. <laughs> <laughs> The pregnant friend who drinks beer despite being, you know, pregnant. The utterly useless pothead couple, especially Chili with the, that iconically awful, oh my god, jogging around. <laughs> the biker gang and their blatant racial stereotyping of that era. Even the fucking shop girl for being a racist jerk. We yeah. don't take no food stamps. The yeah. only character I think who didn't drive me batty was Vera, but between Rick... The horny, emotionally unavailable douche and Shelly, whose pity me attitude made him insufferable to watch. I'm going with Shelly. It makes no sense at all that he wants Vera to like him, though his through his antics. And she lets him down very respectfully and even goes to yeah. the trouble of trying to get his wallet out of the water. Shelly yeah. deserves it, although I wouldn't mind tossing Rick in there for a twofer. Nate, hmm, <laughs> tough call. Shelly is a decent guy underneath, but so freaking annoying. And Rick is less annoying, but a total eggplant emoji. Uh, completely insensitive <laughs> to what Chris has gone through. Yeah, I'll go with Rick. <laughs> uh, G Pal, bye bye, Shelly, me amour. Uh, he is a nice guy, but he is unbearable. Stephanie Eileen, Shelly is only in the movie, so Shelly's dead. Sorry, so Shelly's dead can be screamed in that awful manner uh, that makes me laugh. So yeah, kill Shelly. <laughs> five. I hate Rick so much and I don't even know why or how to articulate it. Shelly's annoying, wow. but he ain't that bad. There's just something about Rick I just vehemently dislike. Gotta I mean, get same. it. Gaming. Okay, call me weird, but I like both of these characters. But in the end, I did pick Shelly. Gavin oh. Hurst, Shelly's so annoying. Get him chopped up. Green hair, neither really. It should be the racist cashier at the mini mart they visit. And James <laughs> Mor Morant, Morant, uh, Shelly, uh -huh. he was a jerk, scaring people so they could like him. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Um, I am. I'm at odds here because. 
I, I, I can't for the life of me even try to anticipate what people will lean toward because I don't know. I honestly don't know. So I do have to. Well, we do know that the, the, the it was them girl or, you know. Right. <laughs> we got one. I got one vote if I yeah. if I choose her. Yeah. Um. I don't even know if she. But she. I don't even know if she has a name. But um. This. <laughs> but uh. Snit- no, snitchy I, driving girl. Snitchy McPointer face. Yeah. But um. <laughs> I'm not going to choose snitchy, snitchy McPointer face just because she didn't really resonate with me that much. It's yeah. really between two, and I. I think I have to choose the one who. My body is just telling me, yeah, you have to, your, your, your conscience and your heart. I have to vote like I advise all of you to do every week. Um, I'm going to go with Warren Kincaid just because John Ritter is so good when he wants to. We've discussed this previously in the Buffy season one, uh, discussion we did after dark. Check it out on Patreon. Season two. Patreon folks. Season two. Um, oh, season two. Sorry. Yeah. I thought it was season. Yeah. See, can't even, I, I, so desperately don't want to remember it um, <laughs> but he was good like he's good at yeah. being that kind of unscrupulous uh cold selfish for like no reason mm-hmm. energy and at the same time it not feeling like a caricature and i and i met him in person and he's a delightful man really sweet and accessible and you know like everything you would expect from his other roles that he's played when he's lovable and <laughs> and clumsy but um I, I think the, the line was crossed for me where I'm just kind of like, I don't like the way this man thinks when he he's, he puts the first impasse on their happiness. And Jesse says, fuck you. And he says, but you won't. Not Jade anyway. Not anymore. And I'm like, ew. Ew. Like, that actually makes me feel sorry for Jade. Just to be talked about like that by your shall we say, uncle, or even just your guardian, the man who is in charge of, like, your upbringing until you're 18 and then says, and after that, you can go fuck yourself for all I care. I, 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 it, that would make me sympathetic toward anyone, even if they are a nightmare. <laughs> because it's abuse, and it's, and it's, it's gross. It's objectification in the most perverse, unspoken way. You know, like, I mean, like, you can't nail down exactly why. It just makes your skin crawl. I think he's... A gross person and I would have watched him I could have watched him die three or four more times. So <laughs> I think he got to die twice. The most. Yeah. All yeah, right. He did that um, two times and I want more. So there you go. How about you? And just that? to keep this short and sweet, I'm gonna go with uh Norton. His, really? Uh, his crony. Yeah. 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 I mean I don't know who else. It's I it's not gonna you know, I wouldn't pick Jade because it's it's not her, it's just them together. And I and you know, there's oh. rules. There's rules. We can't uh have more than one uh right. per, one one <laughs> one character. Uh so yeah, I'll go with Norton. Uh because okay. he's he's just doing it for, for the money. And he's essentially yeah. like just like is it, you know, I forget what the exchange was, but he's just like, Yeah, the money or whatever, you know. He's he's getting yeah. you know, that and that's almost worse. He's not even uh, right. it, it, it's not even like a thing that he's doing because he he feels some sort of uh, uh, like sense towards it or just like uh, like the same way that Warren would. It's just like it's yeah. just he just wants to get paid. He's just he's completely Oof. detached. Like he could do the right thing, but he doesn't. So off with yeah, his head. We chose, we chose yeah. the two crooked cops. Good yeah. for us. Yeah. Well, there's a third <laughs> one as well if you count the, the one at the beginning. But uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Well, he was. 
I mean, he was getting paid by Tiffany, so I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're exa- you're just like Tiffany, like uh, just justifying whatever. Just like okay, I have like I, my, I'm, my moral I, line here. I am a Tiffany apologist. Mm-hmm. I am. I mean, there there are times I, we'll discuss it when she crosses the line for me, and when I think we already have actually, but yeah. no, we'll, we'll, it, it, it may come up again, and who okay. knows? Maybe she'll cross the line for me again. But well, yeah, I, I'm. I love her. I love her in this movie. That th- those are your nominations. You can vote for yeah. Warren, or you can vote for Norton. The polls will be open on uh, Patreon, Instagram, YouTube. If you are new to the Cherry Picker and you are just uh, watching us for the first time on YouTube, you can listen to us. The RSS feed link is in the descriptions down below. If you are listening to us and you want to watch us, you can go to YouTube. So subscribe to us there. Follow us on uh, Instagram. At the Cherry Picker Pod. Um, and again, if you want to support on Patreon, you will get early access to the episodes. Next week is the Cherry Picker After Dark, where we will be doing the slasher killer rankings. Um, but uh, where can they find you on social media, Edward? I'm right here. No, on social media, you can find <laughs> where me. Where are you? Edward is, yeah. <laughs> Edward is Truth is the blanket handle. So uh, just look for Edward is Truth, traditional spelling, all one word, on YouTube, Letterboxd, Instagram, and I mean, I have a TikTok account. I'm not really on it. I need to do, I need to figure out. Okay, we're what running long here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you, how about you, Zach? Instagram, Retro Bitch Face. YouTube, Zach Cherry, Z-A-C-K-C-H-E-R-R-Y. Um, Twitter, Zach Cherry 8. Letterboxd, Zach Cherry. Uh, and yeah, that's it. What do we got going on next week? That's a really good question, Zach. No, not next week, but the next public episode. <laughs> on on October, uh, thir- October 31st, what do we got going on? That's a really good... Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. You mean the After Dark? No, we just talked about After Dark. What is, yeah, we already talked about that. What okay, is our, I don't... I don't, I, what, is our, I don't our, what is in two weeks from now, what are we talking about? I don't remember. It's, 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 re- it's October 31st. What is October yeah. 31st? It's how it, it's uh, two days before Dia de los Muertos, Halloween. Which one? Which one? I don't. I don't remember which one. <laughs> the best one of the franchise. We already did H two O. What? Oh my god! <laughs> Join us on October thirty first for Halloween Resurrection, or you can get early access Ugh. on Patreon. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. (laughs) And we will be right back. Bye.